Gamers, it's Rubik here for episode 21 of Gamers Galaxy Pod, here with my usual co-host, uh, WT. How are you, mate? I am doing fantastic. It has been an amazing 24 hours in the land of Immutable X. Welcome, Immutables. Man, if you're not fired up right now after all the announcements and everything on, you better check your pulse because it has been nuts the last 24 hours and uh, super excited to talk about one tap today. Uh, what's what's your thoughts, Rubik? How how are you doing after the last twenty four hours? Oh yeah, it's a uh, big news from from Mutable. The Beam slash Merit Circle partnership. We'll speak speak about that later. But right now we're going to focus on uh, Corby World, which is building, I believe, three games. And their first game out is a FBS shooter called One Tap. Um, welcome to the pod, John. How are you, mate? Hey, Rubik. WT. Great to be here on gamers galaxy thanks for having me all right do you want to introduce yourself and um tell us about what you're building and just just what got you to, to blockchain yeah absolutely so my name is john uh i am part of a company called core gaming so core gaming actually is just it just works on a lot of things around video games uh, we we build video games and we also compete in video games on the esports side. So we do have a, a North American esports organization. Check us out, coregaming.com. We primarily compete in Valorant. We're looking at Apex, and uh, we do a lot of fighting games. On our game studio side, which is what we're talking about here, uh, we have a company or a brand called Corby World. And uh, Corby World was started over two years ago. And it, its purpose is to create an e- ecosystem around competitive gaming and Web3. <clears throat> and the way we decided to do that was to build three competitive games that we can put under the ecosystem. And the first one is called OneTap, which we released officially in beta about eight weeks ago. And, um, uh, you know, in regards to like how we got into blockchain, so... Uh, with with for me personally um i've been we i've owned a software development company for about 12 years now and it's you know very successful and and we we were thrown into blockchain um in 2016 by one of our clients they were like you got to go figure this out it's booming right and we were like oh what the heck is this thing right <laughs> and we had no idea what we were doing and that actually it's crazy like our uh our first project was on stellar I think it was Stellar, either there, Stellar or Hyperledger, one of those two. There was two back to back, and uh, so yeah, I you know I, I got involved. I was like, what is this? And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with everything blockchain. I got my hands on every piece of material I can um, during that time, and just started playing around with the technology as much as possible. And then I spent like I pretty much spent the next six years learning everything I can about it. I've, I've done a dozen projects from the software development side, uh, either at an advisory role or from a team leader role. I've 
I have no idea how many protocols I've touched at this point, guys. Right. So it's like, <laughs> I, it's just so many, I, at least a dozen from, well, the EVM ones are super easy for me now, but I've done everything from Avalanche to Binance, Ethereum, of course. We did some work with Hyper, uh, Hyperledger early on, on the private side. I've worked with the uh, Solana, which is Rust. Um, yeah, but primarily nowadays, or actually the only thing I work on nowadays is Immutable, right? And mm. that's what, um, you know, Corby World um, and all its in-game assets run on. Yeah. Very cool. Interesting. <laughs> Sounds like you went down the... Uh the uh, infamous uh, rabbit hole of uh, crypto and NFTs. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's so much to absorb. And uh, yeah, I, I, I totally get that sentiment of just wanting to absorb everything and know about all the different chains that are out there. I, I totally get that. I've uh, been looking at your uh, Corby World one tap game specifically. Um, I, I like the art you guys got for it. I'm trying to put my finger on it. It's, it's, it's not... I'm not I don't want to say it's Fortnite, but like I, yeah. I feel like I see some of that, but maybe yeah. a touch of Overwatch at the same time or I don't know. Maybe nice. I'm off on that. What's what's your inspiration or, or where did you come up with this concept for it? Yeah, you know you know what's funny is we didn't we didn't come we didn't build it to look at anything we weren't really inspired by anything other than we the team it's a pretty good sized team we're all massive gamers right so especially on the first person shooter side so all the way from the concept artists to you know the 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 3d modelers the animators they're all people who have grown up in the last you know 10 15 years of just hardcore gaming from all levels, from the AAA side to the indie side. And so I'm not surprised, you, you know, everybody everybody relates to this game somehow, some way. It, it, sometimes it's Call of Duty, sometimes it's Quake, sometimes it's Crossfire, you know, and, 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 and usually it's like, there's this section of the map that reminds me of Call of Duty, or there's this gun that reminds me of something. And we really didn't set out to kind of build it any, you know, based on any other game. We just kind of, you know, we literally created every piece of asset from scratch. It was a group of concept designers who were working with our game engineers and our, our what we call game masters, right? These persons, by the way, game masters have the best job in the world. Their job is just to know what goes into a video game and knows like the balance of it all, the mechanics of it all. But they actually don't do any of the physical work. So I love it. All they do is play video games and then tell people what to do. Best job, <laughs> definitely. So, I, if I start over again, that's where I'm going to go for. But how do we get in there, dudes? But so these costume designers, they just sit down with the team and they and they just tell them, "I want this, I want that, I want you know." And literally, it's normally like, "I want a snow map, which one v one, and don't put it where you can get stuck anywhere or camp anywhere." That's literally like the directions that most of these maps came from. <laughs> and then the, you know, we have some very talented. Uh, concept artist and they were like got it you know and you know two days later they're like how about this and we're like wow this is awesome so yeah it's like that yeah, good synergy going on there sounds of it so what does those designers slash and game masters come up with what is one tap game what what is the 
the loop or what, how would you describe it? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I'll tell you guys like uh, a little bit over two years ago. So we were, um, we were building um, video games for some other companies at first. And it just about a little bit over two years ago, we came, we had an idea, like a little bit of a lower idea. We, we, we thought, hey, wouldn't it be funny if like we had this kid who was at home and he's, uh, he puts on a VR headset and he plays all kinds of video games in this VR headset, right? And then uh, one of our engineers was like, you know, it'd be hella funny if it was futuristic and that's where like the wars were. And that kid is actually one of like the top soldiers in these virtual armies. And that's what started the lore. And now that's really what Gory World is based off of is uh, really there's these in-game characters. There's these characters that are called Corbs. And uh, what happens is these these are super soldiers that are like these uh, special soldiers that have these incredible game sense. And so when they they go into these arenas and play a game, they just play them better than everyone else. And so One Tap is actually the first uh, the first game that they're playing in this in this arena. And um, so that's the lore of the whole system, and and it yeah. kind of allows us guys to do whatever we want. Like you have these kids, super soldiers that we're going to kind of grow over time, and they're playing a game, and so that that's how we built that's how we built in the storyline to be able to do multiple games and these multiple games are always kind of like these kids one v oneing each other or we um or we might have a couple duo games in the future anyways uh and so in the but in the one tap game itself uh the the game loop is really simple right so you queue into a round and then you know you're you're either earning points either by killing your opponent or killing a bot um, or living right in one of the game modes and then it ends in three minutes and then you queue into the next round and right now the way we have it is the first person that wins three rounds um you know wins the match and that's the game loop just you're going into these rounds you're fighting as an uh and at the fps level and then you're winning the round, going right back in, winning the round, going back in. And and I'll tell you guys, like, the key term here is first to three, right? So mm. we have a couple matches that we, we've we kind of watched over time. They'll go, like, 25 rounds because each of them will have two, and then they keep tying, and they keep tying, and they keep <laughs> tying. It's kind of battling, like... I've seen some of these go so long, and in the you think you're about to win in the last five seconds, like... They get us. They get a, a, a spawn right in front of you, and they kill you. And you're like, "Dang it! I'm going another round." So you know that's part of the fun. That's part of the part of the the whole loop system. Very cool. cool. Uh, in, in regards to one tap, it looks like uh, am I am I seeing this right? You have four different type of game modes in one tap. Uh, is is that current, or is there going to be more in the future, or how does that work out? Yeah. So. The way one tap works is every time you queue into a new round, you the system is selecting the map for you, and then you're selecting your weapons and your pets. And then it and and that's before you know what game mode it is. So all you know is the map. So it's random. And then the, the, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And so the and then the game mode is, is presented to you randomly. And right now in our beta, we have two game modes. It's a death match and it's um, a gun game. You remember the, the old school gun game where it keeps switching like the gun every time oh, you yeah. get a kill? Yeah, gun yeah. roulette. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so those are the two game modes right now. It's kind of switching. It's randomly, so sometimes it switches back and forth. Sometimes you get three death maps in a row. It's just kind of keep going, and at every map, it's changing it for you. And all the maps are random. And then uh, in the in the uh, in January, we plan to release the Exterminator game, which is kind of like you against bots and against opponents, where you're earning points to win the round. And then um, uh, in early quarter one, we'll release the Search and Destroy. So ex um, Exterminator would be like PvE and PvP at the same time? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. exactly. Very cool. Yeah. Interesting. So you've got pets in the game. I've been collecting them. I've got, uh, I'm looking at them now just so I can, I've got a turtle, a jaguar, a chameleon, and I'm just, just uh, minted on the Earn Alliance site a, well, reserved my third and final egg. Uh, I had to buy the first one because I missed that mint somehow. The second one I got, the silver for, but um, yeah. So, what other, what are these pets? Tell us about them. How many are there? How many more are coming? What's going on there? Yeah, for sure. So this is the the pet system is really cool. So in the one tap game, your pets represent an ability. Um, these abilities, like for example, the jaguar gives you a double dash. The turtle gives you a defensive wall. The chameleon allows you to disappear a little bit. For about three seconds and then the um the octopus allows you to to blind your opponent it actually like throws ink in the screen and you're not completely blind you can actually like see a little bit of the edges of the corners um and so it just gives you like these quick abilities uh the kind of like the purpose in the game of the pets is to give you primarily like defensive quick abilities to kind of move out of the way or kind of get yourself a little bit out of danger um, I would say the chameleon is one of the offensive ones where, you know, if you disappear in the right place, you can take an advantage. Um, but they're all very strategic. So they all have very, very uh, light usage. They, they really wouldn't be used to kind of secure around maybe a kill or maybe save you from being killed um, just for that moment. And then what happens is they have a cooldown. So as soon as you use their ability, you got to wait for it to kind of recharge. And all of them have different levels of recharge. Mm. What's really cool about this, guys, is like how you use them in the game. So in order for you to be able to use the ability of the pet, you have to actually pull the pet out. And then the pet's running around with you. So like these are really cool pieces of assets in the game, by the way. These are like, you know, handcrafted, uh, 3D animated animals and and you know we use the word pets but, but i gotta say like in december we're you know we have a a, a, a t-rex we have a dragon coming out there's like a lot of different cool stuff coming out by the way i'll kind of leak it here the t-rex has like a stomp right and so it shakes the <laughs> ground and it kind of disorientates you it's oh, super fun. okay and uh and so what happens though in order for you to use those pets you got to pull them out and so uh, while they're out, they're running around with you and your opponent can actually disable your ability by shooting the pet, right? So then you have to wait for that cooldown. What's really crazy is like the the ones that we deem cooler, like a cool pet, we actually slow them down when they're running. 
So there's a there's a space between you. You might take off running down an alley, and your turtle stuck. Like it's you know it barely is moving because it's a turtle, right? And your <laughs> opponent just runs right into him and takes him out, and now you don't have the ability anymore. So that's how the pets work. Um, the egg you were talking about, that's kind of our way of it was a it was like our way of celebrating that our beta was was being released and and ready. And so what we did for the first four pets is we created this egg system. Basically, each each of these four pets have a bronze, silver, and gold egg. And we did mm. a free mint on our socials and Discord. And if you collect all three, you just go to our website and you trade them in for the pet. So the first, technically, I know Rubik, you went and bought one of the one of the eggs, so that's awesome. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> technically, if 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 you were able to get your hands on all three pets, you you turn in that those all the three eggs, you turn in that those eggs for a free pet, right? Yeah, you so burn the three eggs. That's kind of like our way to introduce it. Sorry? Yeah, you, you burn the three eggs, so they, they're out of circulation forever, and you... Um, yep, you know, exactly. It turns into the pet, and it mints the pet for you. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've got most of them for free, but sometimes I, I miss them for whatever reason, or, you know, it was... Yeah. Something was going... One time, it was like, I, it was a, something was bugged or something, and I was like, you know what? It, it was a really cheap one on the market. I just went and bought it. So, um, yeah. I, but the actual pet's... A little bit more expensive to buy um, than the eggs. So yeah, I'm glad I got the eggs to create them. <laughs> you know, we're we're doing the last of these promotional eggs, and and so you will have to buy them after now, right? And but they're they're like ten cents. There, you know, there's people that have them out there for like thirty cents, and you, you can buy, you know, all three eggs right now. I think it was under five dollars the last time I looked, which oh, nice. is not bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. And, you know, we're still growing. We just released the beta. So it's understandable that these aren't like super high value stuff yet. So I say everybody who's listening, go get your pet. Go get your three eggs. Spend the five dollars. Buy a bunch and hang out. Right. Hang out and wait for the game to explode. And uh, then you'll you'll let me know if that worked out for you. OK, I got a couple questions around these these NFTs, these these pets. Can, are they yeah. they sound like buffs. I absolutely love pets in games. It's one of my all-time favorite things to go after. Can the pets be targeted in in the in the matches, or are they are they immortal? No, no, no. That's that's an actual mechanic in the game. Is that you want to kill those pets? You want to you want to disable that ability, right? And it's you just said that it's temporary that the disable. So that if you kill no, like, the turtle, yeah, it it just uh, it, it, it runs the it. normal cooldown. So if once yeah. you disable them, it'll go down their normal cooldown. No, what's their health bar like? Are they easy to kill, or is it you know take a little bit, or how does that work? You know what? It all depends on what that game master came for. It they they all have a different they all have different health. They all like the the turtle is harder to kill than oh, than the cool. jaguar. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, all right. It, it, all right. You're getting it. You're getting where we're going with this. It's this work for us, right? For those of us who've been gaming for a long time, and we, and, you know, we game in in the screen and online. We we also some of us game outside of it with collections, right? So I'll I'll just bring up the easy stuff like Pokemon. Some of us collected Pokemon cards and we played the games like on you know on on our devices, and that's what we're going for. I think that's one of the huge benefits that we can bring to gaming with Web three, is having these in the game and out of the game relationships 
with these games, right? right? And I think these pets give us the ability to do that. Because, check this out, like, the Jaguars, there's only 600 Jaguars, that's it. That's all there's ever going to be. The Turtles, only 800 Turtles, that's it. When one, you know, when one tap has a million players playing this game, there's still only going to be 600 Jaguars, right? And if, you know, people find that piece of asset to be useful in the game or they like the artistry outside of the game or they like its rarities or its different attributes, it, you know, it may have value for some people in the future. And that's kind of what we're hoping is kind of like that relationship that you have. Like, I got to have this Jaguar. I saw someone playing it against me and it was so cool. I'm going to go buy one right now, add it to my collection, right? That's kind of we're thinking about it. Interesting. Being an esports organization, um, is there this game designed for esports eventually, potentially, or what's the what's the thought around that? Yeah, we 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 the, the ecosystem is 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 pledged to be a competitive gaming ecosystem. So all the game, the three games that we're we're designing, you know, really have those basic values. And I'll, I'll tell you, like the basic values is it has to be a game that can end with within a decent amount of time. I'd say forty five minutes. You're teetering, right? And then, um, and it has to be an ultimate winner. It has to be something that, you know, somebody is for sure a winner. You can't be just roaming around a world forever and doing missions. And that's how we kind of perceive in our ecosystem what uh, a competitive game is. And so, yeah, as it, we, you know, everything we do, it seems like we tend to kind of lean towards the esports side. And we'd love to be an esports game. Um, one day, I, what I, what we're doing is we're running things like tournaments, and we're inviting people to, you know, to 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 one v one on streams, and we're, we're like we invite our fans to play against our and our content creators, and whether it's on TikTok or or Twitch, and it's fun, it's very competitive, but I think the fans have to decide whether it becomes an esports game or not, and so. That's kind of where we'll leave it at. And it's up to our ecosystem to really kind of, once the fans say, yes, we are going to practice every day and we're going to build an entire, uh, you know, uh, a franchise or some sort of system of organization around it. Um, that's when you'll know, okay, you know, Core Gaming built a good competitive game and and now people are competing on it. And, 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 and it's not just about having good time it's also about winning it's also about earning it's also about you know making it a part of your everyday life similar to games like call of duty valorant fortnite um you know dota rocket league apex those are games that you know they were you know the, the fans have decided that they're going to spend you know a lifetime trying to become a master at that game right yeah, I only spent eleven and a half thousand hours myself on Dota, um, and I went, I went from, I went, I went from a, a bit above, a bit up, bit, a bit above average right at the start of me playing it over a ten year period, and became Harry Herald, which was the absolute lowest ranking. So that's when I quit. <laughs> um, actually, going to throw us a, a curveball at you, um, which okay. we, I'm not sure. Like my concern with what you've described with the the pets, you know, it was just 600. What happens if there is 5 million players or 10 million players and you want to run an esports competition, but there's only 600 Jaguars and it becomes overpowered and pretty much everyone wants to use it. Like, do you not see an issue with 
people going, well, this is bullshit. I'm not going to play the game because I'm getting. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Getting getting first, shafted by someone with that's yeah. got the money and I don't. First thing, first thing we thought of, and so the way you solve that is you actually classify everything under four different categories, right? And um, uh, we we define those categories on on online, uh, and I won't go through them too too deeply, but but basically um, there's a balance across the entire pet collection around how they work. And so, yeah, the Jaguar has a dash and maybe a combination of like the shotgun and the stone hollow map with the dash is like super OP and someone just figures out how to abuse that. Well, I got good news and bad news. The cheetah also has a dash, right? There's other pets that are going to have very similar abilities. Now we'll tweak them a little bit, right? And some mm. of them, there'll be 2,000 of them available. Some of them might have, they won't have a double dash. They'll have a single dash with a slower cooldown. But those abilities um, and those type of abilities, there's, there's like, again, there's only four type of abilities uh, that are defined. There, there's kind of like a, def a defensive tank ability. There's a, and, and like, uh, I, I have to pull them up on the website in order to tell you guys exactly what it is. But there's a balance to the game that we're doing. And so over the course of the next three or four years, as we release, you know, 2,000 some pets, which kind of puts about 2 million plus pets into the into the, the space, um, it'll, it'll definitely make it uh, a very balanced kind of system. And it doesn't, it won't matter if you have, and actually... I challenge people to kind of find that that to be a problem because what I think is going to end up happening is some people will just be good with certain style pets and some people will be good with other style pets and they will find a way to counter each other. They will find a way to balance it. So a lot, when we released the chameleon and it was being played in the game, people were like, oh, it's over. You could disappear, right? <laughs> you can disappear and still shoot people like this is so bs and the game engineer and the game master was kind of giggling in the background as they're watching this stream because mm. the next thing you hear is like am i am i still disappear i can't tell if i'm still disappear yeah sorry that's part of the balance like yeah. you know you you were able and and if somebody was if somebody somebody first of all if you're shooting at someone they know you're shooting at them so you know where you're at and so they, if they're pointing at you, they can see your indicator. There's so much balance into the game that these pets, they don't really give you that overpowering feeling. Maybe they give you a little bit of confidence going into the match, but as soon as you start using it and the other person pulls out their pet and they're shooting at you, I think everything kind of goes in back into like how well your game sense is, how, how, how well is your aim, and right back into competitive mode. I despise invisibility in any game at all. <laughs> just, just, like, just put it out yes. there. Absolutely yes. hate it. <laughs> so, yeah. That, I kind of like that, though, because, like, if you don't know if you're invisible or not, you're going to be second-guessing, like, oh, did it wear off yet? Or, you know, and then that might put a little hesitancy, hes hesitancy into it. So I, I can totally see that. But uh, it does for me. Like, I have a chameleon. And first of all, I'm not the best aimer, right? And I have a, uh, you know, Core Gaming has a bunch of pro players, and you know, I, I have to I play with them once in a while, and they're it's just ridiculous. It's, it's literally like twenty to one when I play with them, and I you, you I, actually get a kill. 
Yeah, and it's not because of the chameleon, okay? It's like, I can <laughs> see Jacob Ford, and they're like, let's see if you can actually, like, they stop shooting back. So, you're, you know. You're but, better than I, me, I then. Use, <laughs> I use the chameleon now, and I'm, I I literally swing invisible, just, and I and, and in my head, I'm, I only have that initial swing that I'm invisible and get it done. And so, if it... I, I think that's how I figured out how to use the chameleon. And even then it still becomes a, a, a low possibility because there's there's no weapon that I would use as a combination with the chameleon that instantly will you know take you out, right? So I only get that one shot out unless you're low health. It, it, it really isn't a super great power up. Like you're not gonna be, you know, 100 yards away with the sniper and you're invisible. like. Who cares at that point? Like you're, you got the sniper. So, so yeah, it's kind of like a balance. With, with the, um, I want to go back to the uh, your team, your esports team. I did I read something right that they won some world championship re recently oh, or like in the last year? No, they win. Uh, so we do uh, lands. So we yep. we do a lot of lands, and so this off So this is a Valorant team, and they had an off season. And during the off season, there was a lot of great lands here in NA, and so we we took second place in one of them against Oxygen, and then we won the Las Vegas one. Okay, cool. that's, that's still when it, it's well, so it's not a top tier, but it, is that is that what you're saying? But it's or was it top tier like the absolute? You know, in in Valorant, the tier one league or like the top tier is a global league, right? So you have. You have your NA teams, but you also have all your teams from all over the world competing at that level. And then what you have underneath that is your tier two. And that's where we are, is in the tier two section. Playing against local North American teams. It's just against North American teams, right? And there's a, I mean, if you could look at, uh, if you look at the BLR right now, I think we're like ranked 15 in North America. And which is great. We're know, bad. super proud of the guys. We're about to head into the season. Um, and so, you know, our job right now is to qualify for what they call challengers. And then that gets us into a year long season, you know, playing against, you know, the great, the great teams in NA. And then from cool. there, we go to a international tournament. So with, with Valorant, you can grow, like you can get promoted into the top league, right? Like unlike League of Legends. See, I'm a Dota player and I like the fact that they have promotion relegation that any team could just put up a team and end up in the world. The world championship within with but within league you have to be a franchise team to be able to qualify is valorant different can you be anyone and rise to the top it, it is a little different what happens is they have this tournament called ascension where all the tier two leagues kind of lead into right so all the top teams yep. play this one tournament and the team that wins that tournament gets a spot but it uh, at the at the tier one level and plays internationally on the on the big stage and so but it isn't a permanent spot like the way the franchises are it's a it's like a it's kind of like you're invited for a couple of years to come and play cool yeah oh well that's um you know good luck with that with your team there on that side of things as well it's a interesting mix that you you'll have them to promote the game as well i'm sure that there'll be opportunities for them to show off stream and show off one tap once once it's in more of an open game is that right oh yeah absolutely i mean the our 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 team and everyone really on the esports side is a huge supporter of what we do in corby world and one tap and so you catch them streaming them 
I mean, I've seen someone streaming our, our one-tap game at least once a week, right? They'll probably jump on and do, you know, a two, three-hour session of Valorant. And, like, halfway through, they're like, I'm going to go play a little one-tap. Who wants to play with me, you know, to their audience? And then they play for, like, 20, 30 minutes, and then they're back to Valorant. So you guys have been out for a little while now. Uh, you, you definitely got a, a playable product. How is the, the game development going, in your p opinion, so far? That's going great, actually. So we did this crazy thing. Uh, so when we were, we were in what we called alpha, it was really kind of like this closed door alpha. And we let about 8,000 people come and try the game. Um, and then uh, as we let them in, we caught, we captured their emails. And so we email campaigned against them or with them to, to get their feedback. And out of the 8,000 people, 4,000 people sent us feedback and we were super grateful. Cool. And we've kind of been using that as a little bit of a guide to run our optimization. So it was a lot of like, well, we, you know, we, we also, we allowed a lot of them to use the pets. So that was cool. But a, a lot of them were like, okay, the sniper would be better if it did this. Or everyone's like, oh, we need a slide in the game. We need this. We need that. There's a broken pixel in this map. And so we're just, you know, we we're super grateful because it gave us a great optimization list, huge feedback. Some people wrote us essays. <laughs> Some people sent us videos. I mean, the Web3 community really came through on this on for us. And, and we want to kind of thank them and go through every single one of them. But you know what we did? All right. So that's a lot, right? 4,000 people giving feedback. That's a ton. Yeah. So we and it all came in and what we use a company called JotForm. And so it, it puts it all into like an, a like a spreadsheet. We took the spreadsheet and we threw it into chat GBT <laughs> and it organized it all for us. It, it like literally spit out like weapons. Here's all your issues, right? Oh, wow. And yeah, it was really cool. And so, yeah, we've been kind of just optimizing from there. Um, so we have a small, uh, a small team, just purely optimization. We're releasing probably three, four times a week. And then uh, we also have our bigger projects going on right now. But the, the next big one is key binding, which is coming out either tomorrow or Monday. And then uh, leaderboards with XP points, right? And so cool. that's kind of like, you know, it's, it's your kind of more traditional, like you earn points and you can, you get, you get the special mint or, you know, things like that. How big uh, is uh, the game? So, um, how big is the Corby team? Well, company wide, there's about 50 people on oh, the, nice. yeah, on the game development. Is I think is 22 right now. Okay. Uh, and then we have three testers. Cool. We don't normally talk about tokens. We're more game focused. But how is the token system? Could you briefly describe how that's going to work once the game releases on on chain? Yeah, for sure. So um, we have we have a, a primary NFT collection, which is is um, voting, staking, and earning, and we call them corbs. And um, if you have those, you can earn in the game. And, and basically, what we've developed, uh, and guys, we developed this two years ago. Like we saw mm -hmm. how we wanted to build this game and how we wanted to build this ecosystem. And actually two years ago, we also saw Axie. And there was a couple of flaws that we saw within the tokenomics of Axie. And and it was, you know, nowadays we kind of understand it a lot more, right? A couple of flaws, are you kidding me? What? Yeah. They had flaws? Uh, uh, <laughs> mate, uh, 
no, 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 man. I'm going to be honest. Uh, we're not nice, we're honest here. That <laughs> game required doubling of players every five weeks to maintain the value of the of the token. It was the world's largest unprosecuted Ponzi scheme. Sorry, mate. That's the way to describe it. <laughs> Carry on. Well, we, we need to put a disclaimer yeah. out before guests get here that like, if you bring up Axie, you're going to unleash the Rubik. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, cool. No. So, you know, it's it's it, like like I said, we we've tried to learn as much as we can, and so what we did is we developed something we call skill to earn or skill based earning. And we think, okay, that we've developed something that semi mirrors what a path to pro in esports might look like, right? In regards to your earning values. So it's very basic, very simple, guys. Here's how it works we have a leaderboard in the game, and if you're ranking within the leaderboards, it determines how your earning is going. It's like a multiplier. Oh. Yeah, and so skill based. You, what you have to do is you have to win to earn and it's and it's it's a little bit simpler than that so for every round you win you earn for every match you win you earn more for the higher up you go into the leaderboards you get a little multiplier behind it and that's kind of the system we've developed hmm. how do you uh how do you defend against uh cheating for bots aim bots and things like that is there a way have you, got, have you thought about that as well yeah we put a lot of thought into it you know there's it's kind of layered like first of all you have to have the first thing you got to kind of think about in cheating is at the game level so your network your network techniques on how you're managing like how the game registers different things within the game is your first layer right so this is your traditional anti-cheat mechanisms yep at the at the blockchain level we're putting some things like one of the things that we're doing is like uh um we're doing what's called a pledging mechanism. So your 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 corb is kind of staked, right? So you can't really kind of willy-nilly move it around too much. It, and if you do, it's going to be smart contract based. Um, and then we're we're monitoring things and we're slightly delaying things on the deliverables of the earning, just so we can have a moment. If we if somebody is doing something wrong, ah, we have okay. a moment to try to catch it. Mm -hmm. But guys, like this is going to be an endless, endless battle for us. Yeah. We're a video game, and we're video games are software, and so cat and uh, mouse. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you've got like the if you've got their NFT that they need to have, and there's a risk of losing that value um, as well, that could could be another deterrent as well, I guess. Yeah, we're yeah, hoping like, that, you know, it's, it, I mean, it's, they're not on the honor system. Like, it's kind of like a little bit of a check and balance. But again, the, the next the next vulnerability, the next hole, it, it's unknown. And so we'll, you know, we'll catch it when it happens. At least, you know, on the, uh, on the, you know, the, on the, the mechanisms of earning and how the token is managed, that's not going to be affected by, you know, if people try to cheat in the game. But, um, yeah, I guess. Oh, you know, one of the things we did do um, was we did put a we did put a cap on your daily earning. It's another balance, right? Yeah, there you go. Like, yeah. So you first of all, it's almost like if you're hitting your caps regularly, we're probably going to come visit you. We're going to be like, who the hell are you? Like, you're you're playing way too much. Like, do you sleep, right? And then um, 
And then if they are hitting those caps, it's probably because they're they're part of the lending system and there's multiple people a part of it. Um, and even then they won't be able to kind of run away with it. So it's, it's you know, these techniques are kind of already been proven and we've seen them um, being implemented here and there. And so we're just kind of, we're just kind of taking them, using them for ourselves where it makes sense. That's pretty cool. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm thinking about some stuff that I heard Robbie Ferguson say today. He was talking about the passport and how they're, I don't know all the details yet and how they're going to construct it, but they're going to have it set up to where they're going to be able to see certain profiles that are using the passports via their past activity. And he didn't say anything specifically, but they'll be able to tell if they're real people or not. And when they get the amount of people corralled into this basically database of like, okay, we have definitely pinpointed that these are real players. They're not bots. They have possibly good habits. They're going to be collecting those over time to have in the IMX ecosystem. So that might be something that fulfills and and solves a lot of the problems with uh, what we were just talking about with potential bots and stuff like that. So that being all said, um, I know you guys were on another chain or looking at other chains or something like that at one point, but you eventually came to Immutable. Uh, what what was your what was your reasoning and uh, decisions for coming to Immutable? Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, you know I've always I, I've, I've been an early Immutable uh, supporter. Um, uh, like I was I I was buying some of their early stuff in their marketplaces, and I kind of just kind of honestly like I I read through like dude I'm a I'm a total software guy and mm-hmm. like two three years ago i forget i i ran into the starknet documentation and i like read it and i was like oh this is so cool like <laughs> i can't wait for this to come out and to to be honest when i first when i first was introduced to immutable they weren't like the next big you know ecosystem for gaming they 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 were just like this l2 just kind of getting started figuring things out and and I still liked them. I still liked what they were doing. And there's a couple, there's, there's, you know, the easy answer is that they're free, they're fast, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've actually worked with them directly. We're an official partner. They've shown us so much love. And they're so, they're pretty good to work with. Like, I get it that they're growing and growing. And I also get it that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're not a huge, like, you know, game studio, but they still show us a lot of love and they still show a lot of support. And I, I'll tell you, if I had to choose again, it would still be them. And it would be because, and look, you're talking to a guy who's, who's touched 12 other, you know, chains, right. Mm -hmm. But when you're, when you're looking at how you're making these decisions from the software side, it's like ease of use. Like, like we don't really look at it from like simple tools. We look at it from like super complex tools. How how are we going to be doing dynamic minting or, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, changing metadata if it's needed. Like so, we have some dynamic entities. And so there's like these complex things in gaming that we had to make sure we solved. And we sat down with Immutable and we asked them all this stuff and you know, and they just answered for us and they and they did the right thing. I'll tell you guys, and I don't want to bash anybody, but we were early on somewhere else and uh, we didn't get that love. Uh, We didn't even get the love on the support side 
even though their mm -hmm. system was uh, also had great tools, uh, at the end of the day, we chose to move because uh, Immutable just was kind of seemed like that company that cared more about projects like ours. Um, and then mm -hmm. they were free. Like none of our customers have to ever pay gas, which is kind of cool, that, right? That's it. That sounds yeah. like a Paul Barron. Paul, Paul. That sounds like Paul Barron's uh, favorite chain that you're talking about right there. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> everyone who knows who knows anyone who know, will know what that is referring to, uh, without putting you throwing you under the bus. Um, so sorry to cut you off here, but we're really running out of time. We've got a hard stop in ten minutes, so we've got to get to onto the ten questions right now because we can't miss that. Mm -hmm. Do you want to take that away with us for us? Um, yeah, real WT? quick. Uh, I'm really glad to hear what you said. Uh, we've been hearing that common theme about the customer support, and we think it's a big deal, and we're glad to hear that uh, even even not uh, not a super small studio, but maybe a mediocre studio is still getting that customer support. So I'm, I'm really glad to yeah. hear that. So uh, these 10 questions, it's uh, I'll, I'll ask you a question. Just give us your best one-word answer, and we'll do this in 60 seconds. And uh, – if you don't know, just say pass, and I'll move on to the next one. You ready to go? Ready. Okay. All right. Do you prefer to watch sports, or would you rather watch an eSports stream? Oh, eSports stream. Okay. All right. Now, do you prefer to play sports, or would you rather play video games? Uh, I prefer to play sports. What is your favorite sports to play? Um, Tennis. Tennis. Okay. All right. All right. Hopefully, uh, you know who these guys are. I'm sure you do. They're pretty popular. Messi or Ronaldo? Hmm. Can I combine the two together to make the greatest player of all time? Nope. I'll go with Messi. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Messi. That's a good answer. Yeah. It's a tough one. Everyone struggles on that one. Xbox. Right, Messi. <laughs> Xbox, PlayStation, or PC? Uh, PC. Yeah. PC like must erase. <laughs> <laughs> Which do you prefer, reading a book or going to a movie? Movie. Okay. So what's your favorite movie with that answer? Favorite movie? Dude, I have a lot of them, but you know what? The one that comes to my room now, I'm a huge Die Hard fan. Yeah. Like, yeah the christmas movie it's a christmas movie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it is yeah. <laughs> all right ferrari or lamborghini oh it's tesla tesla on the list oh man oh what a yeah. lead up what My a boy. lead up now i can't wait now i can't wait all right your favorite ice cream flavor rocky road all right all right okay our favorite question one word to describe Elon Musk. Oh, <laughs> ambitious. Nice. <laughs> nice. Quick answer, too. All right. Did you tell you if you are uh, locked in a Cybertruck? Have you been following <laughs> that issue? No? No. Bulletproof? Is it bulletproof? Or what, what, yeah, is it? I saw someone throwing like it's baseballs it. at it. No, it's bulletproof, mate. I ordered all three versions <laughs> so I can test them out. <laughs> I can't even put an arrow through it. <laughs> All right, video yeah, game. I don't, I don't know. Video game that popped your cherry. Dude, I'm, I'm old, guys. So we, we are too. Don't worry. No judgment. There's no, yeah, there's no elder yeah. shaming here. Dude, <laughs> I mean, there's. 
I I was probably playing in the arcades before consoles came out. So it's got to be something like, you know, like uh, uh, Missile Command. You might remember that game. Oh, yeah. That's probably that one. Yeah, yeah. That is an older one. But, but dude, like as far as console games, you guys remember Qbert? I oh, must yeah. have clocked like a thousand hours of Cuber, bro. It was crazy. Dude, I can still hear that noise in my head of him moving around. <laughs> yeah. I can still hear it. And, and the noises cool. you make when you get hit, you know? That's our 10 questions. Yeah. You did great, man. That was good fun. Uh, um, so yeah. let's. The, the, the real thing I want to find out about, like, we've got more pets coming into the game, but there's also an upcoming loot box mint that's you know do you want to talk us through what that is and the pricing and what it's going to be for oh yeah for sure so we're kind of celebrating a a first edition uh weapon skins right so we did this really cool thing we call it the color skin series and it's really based off of our primary first maps by the way we have only five maps in the beta and there's three more that we're going to be releasing and you'll be able to access most of them one of them is this like space map that's really cool i can't uh, marketing will kill me if i say anything else out of it but <laughs> um with this with this uh loot box mint that is like the first edition loot box you're going to get exclusive access to this space map right and i can't wait to show it off to people because it's so crazy like if you guys got when you guys play the game and some of the maps we have these crazy trampolines and ramps but you're in egypt right and so that's a little teaser of how the space map's gonna go it's it's insane 1v1 fps game style but uh so the loot box is real simple we kind of priced it to 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 kind of be like pretty good i think i'd love to feedback but we're just selling them at 10 bucks a piece and we're we set up, you know, kind of traditional rarity levels, and they're really based on these these five first primary maps that are currently in the game. So the color series that we're using in them are based on that. And then we have a, a one of the rarities is called Primals, which is like the like pan like like you'll see the de the crazy detail that really represents the individual maps. Like for example, the the Egyptian version of the game, which is called Scorch, you'll see like hand inscribed hieroglyphics over a golden like uh, shading of every single weapon, and it's just like super classic and beautiful. And and so hopefully everybody uh, enjoys kind of like that extra portion of the game. And we're trying to give a bunch of rewards because it's our first our first skin sale we're also going to give like a bunch of little rewards so if you have so many you'll get an extra you know this really cool animated weapon that we did for for the game and yeah so that's coming up it's actually coming up very soon we're we're we have uh, allowed a few people to do um, some private sales so if anybody's interested join the discord that's where we usually release all the good stuff Ooh. yeah that's it so, yeah so one thing i wanted to the actual um difference between this kind of mint and a traditional ethereum pfp even a gaming mint you know a pass mint or something like, that, like it's it's actual like gamers gonna buy it and the trading on it probably not gonna happen like the secondary trading is gonna happen on it usually but what you've done to create a potentially for that to happen is that there's rarities that you can get like so 
Um, not the not the loot boxes being a rarity like uh, another game did. Um, they did another thing like this, and it's the actual items that it, you could get like one in five hundred. I think there's one in five hundred out of th hundreds of thousands of, of items that gonna, could come out of the. You could get the like there's a, a super rare one. Right. So for ten dollars, right. you could get that one real super rare. So there is that kind of degen angle to it as well as it's a, an in-game item, which is not that often like minted these days yet because it's still early days for gamers to come on board so i think you've got the good like an un i've really done a great balance on that you should be able to attract the dgens that are gambling trying to win the really rare items and all as well as the gamers that just want to collect these stuff for their in-game items so good luck with that i hope that goes well um thank you yeah that's Absolutely. uh can't wait to uh, try this game out and uh thanks for coming on today and hanging out with us really appreciate it and uh who knows maybe down the road we can have you back on again when you guys get some more stuff developed yeah sounds great guys thank you for having me it's been a lot of fun cool man thank you very much for coming on the show it was awesome all right that was Corby World with John. The guy was an absolute gem. Uh, you can tell he's been in this space for a while working on this project, Corby World. Um, again, I don't know if we mentioned it before, 33,000 people following it on X. Some decent numbers there. Uh, man, another game, a uh, first-person shooter, I think is designated as. Um Definitely got some potential there with this uh, Rubik. Uh, what what'd you think about all that that we just digested with him? Yeah, another good communicator, wasn't it? We've had a couple of um, engaging communicators in a row, which is always nice to, to keep the, the pot a little bit interesting for people. Hopefully they found it interesting. Um, the game, I, I, I wasn't really aware of too much about the game. You know me, I'm not a big FPS shooter fan. Like, I'm just not good at it, and that's why I'm not. I like the games, but... Um, <laughs> I get a bit bored of them too. Like just push the crosshair over someone and pull the trigger. Like I like a little bit of strategy in my games. And I was happy to hear that, you know, there's a strategical element to this game. Um, you know, with a, you know, the, the, the pets and um, I've been collecting the pets just because I'm a collector and they're really cheap. So um, I hope I've been getting them all. But the next one that's coming out is a dog and it's 55 um, US dollars. So I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy that one with being, being a FSPS. I'm not sure I'm going to get up too much time to play the game. Um, but yeah, uh, Web2 background, um, see the value in giving back to players, uh, like the, the economy. Uh, but yeah, it's, look, they've got a, uh, the thing is they've got an esports organization that does quite well. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I saw a couple since that, since that interview, which, cause it wasn't, we're not, you know, there's a few, obviously a bit of delay between that interview and this in recording now. And there's, I've seen a few of their um, players tweeting about the game. And I started to notice that there's a lot of momentum for the game outside of crypto Twitter. So the crypto Twitter don't know nothing about it, but the actual, their player base are people outside of, of, of the, of the, of the circles that I see on Twitter. So yeah, it'd be interesting uh... to see if we can put, put the two together and, um, they're big in LATAM as well in the South American regions. Um, so they've got a sale coming up. Um, they've just if you put a if you go to their site, you can get seventy percent off just quickly. Like by the time you're reading this, it might be finished. But uh, you listen to this, it might be finished. But if you if you're getting quick, um, seventy percent off if you buy uh, five loot boxes, which is, means that's going to be like it's that'll be fifty dollars. So you're literally going to be paying twenty dollars sort of thing for 
Uh, is it, my maths is terrible. Um, but around about $20 for five Ute boxes, which is a pretty good deal. Cool. Yeah, very cool. They yeah. uh, they got some big aspirations, and uh, they kind of... Man, I kind of like got the feeling they were trying to make three games in one, kind of pulling from that Pokemon genre sort of thing with by having pets. Not not quite the same, but you know, tying it into the first person shooter and the whole pet dynamic. So uh, I'm interested to see where they go. Uh, that they definitely got some uh, work still to do, and I think it's a little bit out before they get a you know close to finished product, so to speak. Yeah, and they got another two games coming as well, so that's another thing. I didn't know that. So right, they didn't. We didn't. We didn't, talk, didn't go into it, but yeah. So they're focusing on the FPS world first, and the pets is a good the dynamic. I like that idea that you know part of the risk of using instead of just having an ability like push E to use, you've got to you've got to unleash your pet to to have the the ability available, and then the enemy can shoot the pet to stop you from being able to use it for a, for a cooldown session. Well, that's a really unique um, idea. I've never, well, I've never, you know, have you ever heard of a game where you can shoot someone's abilities and stop them from using it? You know, so. no, but I, I know the concept. It's basically like a buff, and there's, you know, I've played games before, not FPSs, where you can remove a buff. And they, you know, they call it purging. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a cool tactic to in, implement into FPS, and uh, yeah, I'm curious to see where this goes down the road. Yeah, and uh, another thing. I was a bit off air, I believe, is that they're building passport into it. So, um, <laughs> I I actually got some customer service before our interview, and that's how I started to line up the interview with him, um, and just to show them through how much troubles I was having getting this wallet going. And um, you know, I said, look, yeah, it's great, all the features, but it's just so much learning to to learn how to do it all and to understand it all. Uh, passport bang. You'd be I, absolutely crazy not to use it. If you've got only 2,000 NFTs yeah. that are not unimmutable, every single other NFT is going to be unimmutable, why would you not have my passport? And so he clarified with us at the end that they've had a chat since that and uh, are actually going to incorporate passport. Good. So am I, am I an influencer now? Yeah, I think you are. Yeah. And oh, it's funny wow. that you say that because I've tried on two different occasions to go play their game so I get a good feel for it because I haven't been able to yet. And I actually found a bug i just found out this morning he messaged me back oh you found a bug my login process i didn't have enough characters in my profile name and it bugged and i couldn't go play because of that so yeah get that mm. passport and make it on onboarding <laughs> easier because i couldn't even get it yeah no <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's a good guy i enjoyed the chat enjoy the uh the t just real mm -hmm. decent human being in this for the right reason that's what i like you know like they're they're not here to grift. They've got no token yet. Like it's just, just um, you know, create a great game, focus on that, and then build an economy that pay, pays back to players. And they'll, and if they do it well, they'll they'll make money out of it. And that's the way they're looking at it. Like it. Uh, everyone should support it. One tap by Corby World. Yep. We'll uh, put it in the show notes. The the link to their um, uh, what you call it, their X socials. and their socials and all that stuff. Yeah, very good conversation with John. I appreciate uh, appreciate him coming on, and it was a good conversation. And uh, who knows? Well, maybe we'll have him back on again when they get some more stuff going. Yeah. So um, we should move on to a lot of news. The a lot of news. <laughs> My gosh, what like, a week! Like four days ago, I was like, "Yeah, we'll have some stuff to talk about." Now it's like I feel like we have too much. And boy, uh, yeah. you dropped this one on me uh, last night. 
or the day before or whatever. And buckle in, people. It's gonna be a long one. This is uh <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let you start it off, but man, I think it's is it X verse we're gonna talk about first? Yeah. Yeah, wow. X verse. It, wow. It was announced it was announced just yesterday, wasn't it? And they yeah, announced yesterday. four immutable? Both Immutable announced it, and they announced it as well. So this is a real announcement. Um, yeah, um, it's an Unreal Engine five point two. By the looks of it, it's like what that real sexy graphics, like AAA graphics. Mm-hmm. Although with that premise that I often say that it's the we all look the same because of an Unreal Engine five point two. You know what I mean? Like it's it's got a little bit of that five point two feel, so it looks familiar familiar to other five point two games like Star Atlas and uh lusar and you know a couple of other citizen conflict they all have that similar kind of look to it because they're just using the the unreal engine 5 engine and that's you know what why we're getting so many games all of a sudden because unreal engine 5 is making it so easy to make games compared ah, to what it used to be okay it's still not easy don't get me wrong it's still not easy but it's not like you know the, the length of time to build things they've got heaps of pre-packaged stuff so that you don't have to rebuild your own you know code and spend hours you know five devs for a year building it you just uninstall a library and it works. It's, it doesn't take away from the, the graphics. If you've seen the pictures of the game, it looks amazing. Like, awesome. Triple A quality graphics. What did you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. It's only 27,000 followers on their Twitter right now. And I, I didn't have much time to dig on this, but what little time I did. Um, obviously, the graphics, the gameplay is there's there's so much I can say about it. You can get in a vehicle that, that you, you can drive around vehicles I've seen. You can do hand-to-hand combat, uh, obviously uh, a third-person shooter, uh, sexy graphics, and then I started digging further into them. I don't know who these people are, but I, I quick read their backgrounds. Looks pretty inf- uh, uh, impressive, and these are just advisors. It's not the team, but they've got two advisors. One's got like a huge uh, telecommunications background with media for for. Uh, since 2004 and then they got another guy who was a head of publishing at the sandbox which we know about the sandbox game absolutely huge um yeah i i wish i had more time to dig more into this one before this cast because this one holy smokes this this looks this looks pretty legit just like within 15 minutes of looking at it uh they definitely they have a dual token going on one in-game token one governance token very impressive. So it's, um, they've got a social aspect. They've got a PVE aspect. They've got a, and that PVE is uh, raiding or solo play. So get with friends and raid bosses. Um, you know, people. You know, players versus the environment. And then there's a PVP um, uh, one as well, where you're versing other real people. Um, and then there's also the create aspect. So you can buy land or planets and just like the sandbox can create your own games on it that people can come and play on. So it's kind of like a sandboxy style uh, game yeah. as well. It's huge. It's not, this is not a small effort. This is a massive win for Immutable. Um, you know, it's an- another uh, reason why Immutable's tokens are going up and why Ronin fans are losing their minds. We should look into, uh, looks like they got Ambassador Program coming out anytime, or maybe it's out right now, and uh, mm. marketing campaign at the end of this year, which I haven't seen anything about them yet besides what you just popped up to me. Right. Oh, I've then... never seen them as well. You know, maybe why? Um, if you look at their uh, their partners, uh, they were part, out of all their partners, they're partnered with Nia, 
blockchain. Yeah. And so maybe they're at the point where they're ready to go live and Nier's not re- nearly ready for ah, games. Nice pun. Nice <laughs> pun. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I seen that they were come from Nier. I'm assuming they're going to multi-chain like a lot of these games are. It uh, looks like in Q1, Q2, they got a bug bounty program. Uh, looks like they might do some Avatar NFT sale, test nets, uh, Battle Planet Private Alpha. So it looks mm. like they got a, a Private Alpha coming up. And the one thing I did catch, they, they, they're they saying a full game launch by Q3, Q4, 2024. I'm going to be highly speculative of that after everything I've seen in this space. That sounds a bit quick, but... Who knows? You never know. Maybe they maybe well, they're on immutable, par. Immutable, immutable announced that they're launching soon. So I was assuming as soon as testnet uh, goes to mainnet. So, but maybe that's just immutable being exaggerating with their times as usual. Well, <laughs> so. testnet Q1, Q2, and then mainnet launch, full game launch Q3, Q4. I okay. I so. wouldn't bet on that, but I could be wrong. Maybe they they're the best ever and they're going to be fast but that usually doesn't happen in games it seems like <laughs> show me a game that's ever launched on their right uh, launch date prediction yeah and i'll uh, i'll i'll show you a bridge i want to sell you <laughs> <laughs> it's just so um cool it's yeah i'm really i've talked about this a long time because it's it's pretty it looks pretty sick racing and just like a fortnight pretty much sort yeah. of thing but um with, with the blockchain and way better looking than Fortnite even i'd say and just different themes just it's a perfect game for a blockchain um so interesting to see if it comes out on mutable exclusively or it's near and mutable um but yeah i doubt that i think a lot of new mutables winning these games because they've just got the tool they've just got the gaming infrastructure they got the everything going the right direction and everyone goes "Eh, this is the right place to build i think and you know, there's so many games doing immutable and another chain, and you'll find that over yeah. time. We'll be talking about more about that later for sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, what are we up to next? I've uh, lost my track. Arena what, of Faith. Next one? Yeah. So that was in between two layers. Robbie announced that um, that uh, Arena of Faith is coming to um, immutable, and it's not been announced. And one of those ones where it's not been announced anyway. I was, I was wondering if he was thinking of Evermoon instead because they um, have ZK Sync as their current chain and I've seen in their Telegram their their mods say that they're on ZK Sync and so I was like I think this might be a wrong call from Robbie by a chance but one thing I have noticed in just today is their Twitter account used to say powered by ZK Sync on their profile and now it doesn't mm. so that's like in the last we only heard about that two days ago or three days ago and now they don't have that there so maybe you know they're they they are robbie was pretty adamant about it like and talked about the game and how excited he is for it it sounds like he knows that it's coming to immutable so like as in i was you know what i mean i was very confused because of because of his message sounded very strong that it's coming but then there's no official message they're already on zk sync and you know pudgy pang has just got announced on zk sync and so i was like eh, i think you got this one wrong but now that message now with that zk sync being removed i'm like okay maybe he is right <laughs> let's see what happens what it's a very good catch that's a real good catch uh 47 000 followers 
Uh, it's on Unity. I was able to go and play this. Easy to download the app. I went and played it several times. It's a MOBA. Mobile? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mobile? Yeah. Yeah, on mobile. I was able to play it, the MOBA, on mobile. Uh, looks like you're going to be able to do it on PC also, so they're able to cross-platform, which is pretty nice. They're very eSports-centered. That's the main demographic they're going after. You know, it makes sense with a MOBA. Uh, Q1 to Q2, they're expecting a complete full version of their ecosystem. What does that mean exactly? I'm not sure. Uh, they have an ACP token, and with that you can buy mystery boxes, you can forge things, you can update skins. I I'm assuming their skins can evolve. How How is that going to work? I'm not sure. And you can also get other rights-related actions. I'm s assuming like... Uh, emotes or little dances or something like that. I, I'm not sure what you can do with that, but that's what you can buy with their token. Uh, I enjoyed playing it. I've played MOBAs before. I'm not going to say it's the best MOBA I've ever played, but it's it's definitely workable. It looks good. It seems to function well, considering it's not a full launch. Yeah. Um, okay, it's good to, that you, I, you've done gone further research than me. Um, I just did all the surface knowledge stuff, um, but yeah, hopefully it, it um, gets announced officially and it, it's right that it is coming to Mutable. If not, then maybe it's worthwhile playing on ZK Sync. ZK Sync and uh, Mutable will probably be interoperable uh, in the future, especially not fully interoperable, but, um, you know, like the all the contracts and stuff. They're both ZK Sync is building a type one zero knowledge proof. So it's going to be, it's one of the five that are working together to create a, a, an omni chain kind of layer. For provers and first and then for interoperability going forward to keep to make sure ethereum stays the number one chain um, and bring those cost of transactions right down i have to pick your brain off cast what the heck is omni chain i keep seeing that recently and i'm like what does that mean so i'm gonna have to pick your brain after cast <laughs> so there's a, there, there is an omni chain now that that links like ethereum chains mm -hmm. but it's not it's 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 its own blockchain it's like it's you've got to buy into that um, system, and and it's kind of like not the same as what zero knowledge right. ones are doing. It's not equivalent to Ethereum. You know, there's probably going to be lots of problems with the integrations where Polygon, Tyco, Zero Sync, Zero uh, ZK Sync, uh, Scroll. Uh, I think the other ones. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, we'll have to um, talk about that later. There's it, another one that's you know, doing that. We'll talk about that one later. Those five together are going for eth equivalency, so that if, if you can trans, if you build something for eth, and you go, you know, I don't want to pay seventy dollars transactions anymore, you can just deploy it onto one of those five, and they'll they'll all work without having to actually change anything at all. So that's the omni layer. They're just one layer of zero knowledges that are this equivalent level. Gotcha. And that's why I, I was backing him, you know, even went harder on Immutable when they announced Polygon. I was like, okay, this is the right move because it just, it's the future. Anyway, um, Arena Faith, give it a go, guys. Um, and that 47,000 is like pretty organic, like real people. Their Telegram is just nonstop like a, a Twitch stream of Ninja, you know, like it's just permanently pumping like the messages after the other during certain during certain periods mm -hmm. um there's a lot of they've got a huge community already yeah uh, i'd be surprised if they don't have 15 20 000 players like playing the game at the moment yeah i was able to load a game fast too did not have to wait long that was another thing i noticed it was 
like maybe a minute to get 10 people into play. Minute tops. It may be less. So that, that's a good sign to see that. Cool. Um, next one, Lumitera. That was a bit of a surprise one. And it's not announced by Immutable. It's um, only announced by them. Um, well, I haven't noticed if Immutable are quali- uh, retweeted them or anything yet. Mm-hmm. But their message was um, we're on Immutable, uh, building on Immutable. So. Again, another unofficial bring, bringing the alpha to you, uh, but it's not really alpha because they tweeted it. But um, it's got a lot of uh, Chinese symbols. I think it must be a Chinese-developed game. I think it's either Chinese or Japanese. I'm sorry for my... Um, Asia. What it, what it is, uh, my um, cultural, just, you know, um, butchering if I got those symbols wrong. It's very, They look the same to me. Um, so Right. Uh, so yeah that's uh but japanese and chinese kind of like look the most similar if you ask me so it's either one of them two uh, probably japanese should have probably looked that up yeah um it's a lot of info yeah but anyway so that's it's a little adventure game um it's got a huge community as well and yeah 18.5 followers on twitter but i'd say that if it's chinese they're probably on weibo as well and uh lots of symbols you know like they're um got lots of engagement like so their numbers are pretty organic like they get big views on their on their posts so yeah what did you did you find anything about them not much uh the only thing you guys did see is they're on apple pc and android which is pretty good considering they're hitting all those platforms uh it's a multiplayer open world survival you can craft in it you can farm you can battle social aspects with those with those three things that you can do with everybody and uh you collect mysterious creatures whatever that means and yeah i I mean i could see it working i i'd need more details on it though and you know the last game we just looked at or not the last game the uh the first game we looked at compared to this i'm just like yeah okay but man that first game we looked at uh i'm sorry x x verse You know, I look at those Extra graphics more, and that gameplay, and then I look at this, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> it's going from 100 miles yeah. to zero. This so. is, yeah, this is this is the art style that they're going for, and it's the more cutesy, you know, unique style, and it has a huge Asian type, you know, um, lean to it. You can tell that's built for the Asian market, and or the anime market, maybe. You know, like, um, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not a real anime fan. Oh, d- sorry, anyone that if you, I'm not really meant to say that. It's like that's like choosing a political <laughs> side. Um, you know, I did like I did like One Piece, the um, the actual live um, live uh, re- doing a One Piece. So does that make up for it a bit? Um, okay. You know, but yeah, that's Lumiterra. Um, different little farming game as well. Like there's, it looks like a little little world. You know, I think it'll it could has a it has a big following already. It looks like it's kind of got its little cult following um, and it little grow from there. So it'd be interesting to see how it goes. And if, interesting to see if it gets officially confirmed by Immutable that it's coming and we'll see, let you know in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So on to the big... Yeah. Uh, actually, sorry, Lumiterra, before we move on, Lumiterra, it looks like it had a sale on Arbitrum and it's like, that's where I'm getting my success from. It, it sold out and sold out quick and like one of the biggest 
sales on OpenSea at the day it did it. So that's what I was saying. It's um, why it's got a big following. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Mm. Cool. All right. Now moving on to probably the news of the, the week. Um, really left field. Um, everyone knows about it now, but partnering with Merit Circle Partnership. Um, we've got... We'll go into more about it later on in the pod when we talk break down some of the content pieces, like some of the um, content pieces that came out from Robbie. Um, but yeah, what did you think about it? I, I honestly, I had no idea who Merit Circle was before all this. But now that I know who they are and digging into them, yeah, it's another massive partner that Immutable is absorbing and working with. And the goal is to unify this space for gaming and push forward together to take on web two. That's as, as, as simple as it gets. Now, when you break down the nuts and bolts of it, of what is merit circle, <clears throat> they're the largest gaming DAO out there. Uh, lots of investors have put into it and they organically have a hundred million dollars allocated. That's real deal money. It's not token value. They do have a token valuation. I think it's, close to a billion maybe so let let's say whatever 800 million yeah okay yeah so whatever tokens they hold as an organization if they sold them today they could roughly get somewhere in there it's a valuation doesn't mean exact but still it's a lot of capital basically is what it comes down to that they could have, potentially have but if they did that it would sink their tokens so they're not going to do that so that's the difference between the two values that we hear a lot so that 100 million dollars is used for several things either upgrading their infrastructure uh making new developments uh backing their sphere marketplace or the bigger picture of it is investing into games so currently they are an avalanche uh, with the subnet and they have invested in games in avalanche well along comes immutable into the ecosystem with them now so that money has the potential to go into tons and tons of games at immutable if they deem to do that so that is an economic boost to the whole entire imx platform and then in addition to that they're probably going to be working close together with the developers of beam beam is also the the platform that merit circle has created it's very similar to what imx does but i don't think they were as advanced as IMX is possibly. I'm I'm speculating on that. And so though their brains will collab with IMX brains and they'll make beautiful magic is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do? Go into it more later or go into it now um, about the podcast feedback? Because I've got a lot of... I've, I've, I've listened to four podcasts this week of over an hour each and most of it about Merit Circle, and um, we can go into it later or now. What do you think? What we might think as well do it do? now. I mean, I, I try to give okay. a general overview of what Merit Circle and Beam is and how that yeah. relationship works, but we can definitely go into it now. That's fine by me. Okay. So it was um, Merit Circle was, was invented around the time of Axie Infinity's um, rise, mm -hmm. and so... They started doing scholarships and stuff, and they raised a token. They got in early, you know, whenever all these guild were valued at stupid money, like stupid, stupid money. Okay. Um, and and they one of the things I remember them for is that they had a DAO vote 
that YGG invested in them and then the Dow vote voted them out. Like if it was a public company or a a company that even had to live by, work by normal standards, that would it would have been like an absolute criminal uh, what they did. What the, and it wasn't the organization's fault. It was the the token holders that made a vote because it's a Dow, yeah, yeah. And I just went off them. I went off them because I thought that's just so just so bad. Like YGG end up like Gabby Dizon end up taking the high road and going. You know what? We invested, and they only gave they gave them back their tokens. They they gave them back their investment, not what the tokens were worth. And the tokens were worth a lot more at that point. So, YGG gave two million dollars, I think it was, and the tokens were now worth fifteen or twenty. And they met, Dow made a vote to give them back their money and say, "You're not bringing us any value. We don't want you in our Dow anymore." And gave them the money back when really they were entitled by law, really, to the actual total value of the token. It was absolute mental. This wild west of you know of 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 the world at the moment that when crypto was back then and before the you know the sec was getting involved it was all well before them so i had this sour taste in my mouth about it then because of that but also at the same time i've seen over the the years them develop into what they've developed into and definitely had respect for them and you know didn't blame the company or the or the dow it was just the people that were greedy you know so right Whatever they've moved to, I haven't followed them. And, you know, obviously I saw them getting momentum, started an AVAX subnet, subnet. They attracted five or six really good games. Trial Extreme, uh, Walker, there was a couple others there as well that looked all right. But that's not 150 games or 200 games, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. what I took what I took away from it is that they've been losing to Immutable in BD and they're realizing they're not going to be able to beat them. You know, they know that there's only going to be a top 10 chains in in the next three years at the end of three years from now there's only going to be 20, 10 chains that games develop on and they and they think and they said it he said it like well, we want to be where the games are that's what he said in the interviews and not like from in the bankless interview we want to be where the games are and so well if you've got your own chain why aren't they going to be on your chain you know what i mean like that's because you're losing um but they are you're right they are building like they've got awesome marketing they've got four sections Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's about about user acquisition. They've got better user acquisition than Immutable, that's for sure. Um, they've got better branding. Like they've got that really cool, you know, art, you know, branding style. That's, in my opinion, for gaming. You know, it's, it's the Atari look about it. You know, and the old school cartridges and stuff. You know, right. whenever they do their their artwork, um, and they're really strong at that side. And so I think they've just gone. Mutable's the future. Let's, and then when Robbie's approached them and said, let's talk, and they've gone, yep. Because they said there's no money being exchanged. And I doubt they would say that if that wasn't true. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it seems like um, a partnership of convenience. Um, they've got strengths that the others don't, uh, aren't as strong at. They're not as strong, but they have got, you know, they, Beam just had this announcement a, been two, a month ago about, and it was virtually identical to what Immutable's already built. You know, and that's their plan. Are they there that That's what yet? I thought. Are they not? That's what I thought. Yeah. And also the ZK EVM equivalency thing again. Like now, I, what else is it? Chain agnostic, he's mentioned the the Merit Circle guy. Um, um, they were doing the Omnichain thing I've seen, but I don't, I don't know a whole lot about yeah. it. You explained it briefly. But from from what they were saying on those interviews, they're going to be able to plug and play via the SDKs and all that nerd magic stuff right into Immutable, no problem. So uh, I'm, I'm taking the it's word for it. It's middleware. 
it's called middleware in traditional um, developer. So when two things don't, before APIs where you st standardize messaging between, you know, like between different parties, there was a heavily heavy focus on middleware. And middleware was the layer of code that talked between two incompatible pieces of code. Mm -hmm. So like right now, contract written on a middle ZKVM and a, a contract written on, um, on AVAX will not talk to each other. They're not compatible. Like if you plugged in the AVAX contract and vice versa, they both wouldn't work on their platforms. Middleware would be technology that's designed to read the AVAX contract, determine what needs to change for it to work on the ZK EVM one. So then they could write a, then they could build, push that to a front end of their of their own design, and the user would not know which contract it's on, AVAX or ZK EVM. Right. Yeah, because the middle the middleware is doing the conversion for you and spitting out the answer to a consistent front end. So the middleware will get both ZK EVM and both AVAX probably choose one language that it's going to be focused on and any other new chains that join would always be outputted to that one kind of standard and they'd be choosing either AVAX or not assume it'd be ZKVM because it's compatible with that and so everyone's chains can spit into this middleware and it, the middleware spits out to the beams front end for the customers to use and it just looks like it's just one game one platform they don't even know so when this cast comes out I'm going to go back to this section and I'm going to slowly go through this and try to piece it together because my brain hurts now. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as it's it's as simple as a translator. I, I yeah, get what you speak, I get the concept. You know, I get the concept, yeah, but I have so, to piece it together so slowly. <laughs> someone someone that speaks 15 languages, yeah, and yeah. they and, and they translate to you know to to everyone in a way that everyone can understand. Yeah, I get somehow. the concept. Yeah, but, uh, but something it, you said earlier, uh, you, two things you mentioned: uh, user acquisition. I I don't know if I wrote this down wrong or not. I don't know if I forgot a decimal, but I have written down 15 million users are playing on their game Trial Extreme. I don't know if that was supposed to be 1.5 no. million users. No, no, that's the people that made that. Yeah, have 15 million players on their Web two games. Is what they said for Trial Extreme or. The builder of Trial Extreme, the developer, yeah, uh, from Web Two, and their Web Two games have 15 million players on it. Ah, okay, yeah, they were talking about that and some other uh, thing called Amino, and it's got some like mainstream adoption with the the 49er football team and some yoga company or something like that. I, I didn't know who that was or whatever. I'm, I definitely think I want to check out. <clears throat> so what they're saying is they have access to eyeballs on the normie side web two that they could potentially tap into to get eyeballs on the web three side is that what i'm hearing yeah okay um so but my biggest takeaway from all this information i've been gathering is that merit circle there's there was no commitment to zk evm being part of their future there was not one person. Some people say uh, migrate. Um, Sorrow. This is another piece of detective work I did. Sorrow wrote migrate to Immutable on one of the tweets, and then the former CMO Devin Ferreira from who's 
was at AVAX and Immutable Post, and they're no longer at Immutable, seems to be po posting about uh, AVAX again a lot, said, is this a migration or is it just a, is it, you know, going to be dual? And then now I went to look for that tweet tonight and it's gone. So um, it's going to be interesting. I think either two things. This is just a front-end thing for user acquisition and integrating Immutable's part, um, uh, Immutable's, uh, ecosystem of NFT sales on, on their on their marketplace. So just another one of the you know 16 marketplaces are already building on Immutable. So in 17, it's called Sphere. That was definitely a commitment, but also building tools. So this make it one of their strengths is their coders and the ability to build these tools. They you know they amount they announced all these SDKs and all these tools for coding mm -hmm. um, for their Beam platform. And they were very cagey when it come around to other building on ZKVM. Now, I would bet that they'll that who's who's cagey? Who's cagey on building on their beam? I think they just everyone that I've seen talked in all the oh. meetings. Robbie, Marco, the guy from from Beam. Like yeah. they were no one. There was not one time saying we're building games on our ZK on immutable ZKVM or having an app chain in the future. Maybe because they've got an agreement with AVAX. Um, but if they're talking, Robbie mentioned BDing together. There's no way Robbie's going to not, to BD with Merit Circle so that they win a game and then that game gets put on the AVAX chain. You know, there's just no way that he, that just doesn't make sense. Right. You, you know, like, so, so to me, it's just being courteous at the moment while they're still setting up. And I believe they will build a ZKVM um, app chain. Mm -hmm. And and then then they will build that tool that the middleware tool that I told you, so that on Beam they will be able to you'll be able to play games that they build on AVAX, that they build on Immutable, or that Immutable's building, and it'll just look like they're all Beam games. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that's what they, that's what I think they're building. I, I think. And sorry, go ahead. If Immutable wants a game, um, the Beam they're going to be they're going to be working with. You know, being to say this is going on ZKVM, otherwise we're we're versing you and we're going to compete with you. So be interesting to see how that works, man. That's that's the complex thing. It's how does very... being balance AVAX and keep both AVAX and Immutable happy when, when they're both? To, in my mind, AVAX and Immutable are by far the two leaders in the Web three gaming space by far. Right. AVAX doesn't have another number, but they're they're five games. They're five best five games. Are up there are up there with the best five. You know, like yeah. Strapnel, Off the Grid. Uh, there's a game called Cloud Castles that no one ever speaks about. It looks sick. It looks so good. Um, Providence. And there's one other one. I forgot. Is it Fableborn, their mobile game? That's like a little Heroes of Mavia or Clash of Clans. It, it, it seems to have a lot of momentum. And there's a few other good ones as well on top of that. So they've got really good games. Immutable's got 50 of those. And maybe, you know, I'd say Off the Grid and Shrapnel's, in my mind, are two two of the most likely games to succeed in Web3. And then there's Alluvium and about Dark, Dark uh, Machine and a couple other ones that were, that are, you know, been announced recently. This one, that we, Xverse, looks awesome. So, you know, they're about even, Stephen, for the quality of games. But, and then Immutable beats AVAX in my mind because they've got the depth of, of better games. I think what Immutable has, which is what is, is making these other companies join up with them, and we're biased. We talk about how much we are looking forward to Passport, and it's the next best, next best thing. And the other piece that 
has not been talked about as much, but was the big talking point for a long time, was the Global Order books. And mm. I think that is what is drawing... What, what IMX brings to the table to make these partnerships work. So that being said, this passport must be much better than I can even imagine because there's other ways right now to onboard people, but they're, they're a bit clunky still. They're not as polished. And the passport must be a lure enough as a selling point to get, make these partnerships happen. And I think the Global Order Book I understand the concept of it, how exactly works on the inside of it. That that's a little bit too high tech for me, but it just ties everything in together nicely for all the the marketplaces. So like, Sphere is going to be able to work off of it, and it's 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 focus firing all the volume through Immutables platform, so that you can buy the NFT that you want at the lowest price, no matter where it's at. And I think those two tools alone is the big draw to IMX. Plus, I know they're developing other things on top of it uh, for, for more user experiences that are, are going to be what we need for this space to take on Web 2. And back to something you said not too long ago, this is all about companies realizing the daunting task of just getting 1% away from Web 2 into the Web 3 market share pool. And I think a lot of companies are saying, we can't do this alone. We're not going to make it alone. And IMX is the adult in the room saying, hey, let's form a team. Let's do this together. They're the only mm -hmm. ones that have started this. And people are starting to talk about it. Yeah. And no, like actually, Robbie said it in another one of the, the um, uh, contents was that Immutable is, uh, Polygon is the um under the hood. aws yeah aws um immutable is the stripe yep so the and and beam is the um shopify yep so but that's not ex uh like beam does more than just shopify and immutable does more than just stripe you know right but that's their core that's what he thinks are going to be that they can they can play to their strengths and beam's going to actually help immutable build some of the stripe stuff and infrastructure um it's it's clear to me that they're building on zk evm if in the future they didn't want to say it because they're, it's not out for a while and they're still partnered with avax and they don't want to lose that relationship mm -hmm. um i think that any in the future that their new games will go on to the zk evm um and maybe even move away from avax in the end if avax doesn't succeed um but it's clear what it is clear is that immutable is winning a lot 70 percent of of all funded games, um, Polygon and Immutable are winning seventy percent. Yeah. So what's that and percentage that, now with with the Merit Circle eighty? Yeah, I don't think they went. They weren't winning ten percent. They were like five percent. But what they do, whatever. Have it's, is, so seventy five. That's still yeah. <laughs> it's huge. So four, uh, three, and four people. Three and four games are now choosing that platform to build on. Um, no, yeah, but, but yeah, it's um, but they do ha definitely have a stronger user acquisition um skill set but we'll get to that because i i have a theory on that as well on the user acquisition side well you can see in the in the content piece uh, that we're going to talk about that as well okay um but yeah and yeah okay that's enough that was the bankless um huge um, announcement just absolutely huge yeah. uh, we could talk about this probably for hours but we don't have hours <laughs>
Yeah, no worries. Let's move on. Okay. Um, there was a, a company called Iris that, um, did you see this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, um, oh, before we move on that, there was a guy on Beam, uh, that posted about Beam. I can't remember. It, it was uh, Pentosh. He posted about the, 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 um, in Twitter and I'm getting, I got excited about 30,000 views on a post I did recently. We'll talk about that later as well. And he, his post on the Beam Immutable Partnership was 330,000. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and he had 20,000 views in his uh, thread, like 20 to 30,000 views on the on each thread as well. So, you know, that many people read through the thread as well. <laughs> nice. We're, Very nice. Little way to go, boy. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, he's got um, uh, 720K followers. I had never heard of him until this, but like, yeah, like you said, uh, more eyeballs, good stuff. Yeah, so there's another unannounced from Immutable Partnership, but for them, um, Iris, I-R-Y-S. Mm -hmm. um, did you see that? Did you notice that before yeah. it came out? Yeah, I've okay. seen it. I've seen it right did, away. Did Immutable tweet it? Did I miss that? Uh, really? yeah, yes. Immutable did tweet it out. I'm almost positive they did. Uh, it's a, it looks to me like a third party hired by IMX to do data collection. Uh, their thing is about collection of data with being permanent, precise, and unconstrained is what they say. I think it's just an advanced version of data management by this company that IMX probably doesn't have time to do and they want good data management. So they hired them. I think that's it. Yeah, so, and they are big. Like, well, they're not big, but their projects they work on are big. Like, they work on Solana Mobile. So, the Solana Mobile is the provenance layer. And they're also Arweave's um, provenance layer. So, what well, I don't know what that is. I've never heard of it before. Provenance layer. I should know, really. I'm not me either. Data big data nerd. Uh, but it's, um, I did some digging on it, and it's like, seems like it's like, there's um, data can be permanent, unconstrained, and precise. And it's a trilemma, just like the blockchain trilemma, there's a trilemma with those three factors okay. on data. And so pretty much they're solving that problem with blockchain, um, using blockchain to, however, however it is, I don't even know what provenance probably means to be honest here. Um, uncultured Aussie from convict uh, people. So yeah, that's my excuse. Um, but yeah, ultimately it's around data clarity, speed. So when, when, when the game needs data that's off the chain, it sounds like this is going to be a layer that ensures that data is clean and what what and doesn't get polluted and you know serves the games developers, you know, with with a, with an easy tool to get the data they need, so they don't have to build it themselves. Ah, so okay. that's what I think it's going to be. Again, another tool that Immutable is pl placing for the to make it the easy choice to build on. Pretty much, right. another an, another one that's for the developers, not for the gamers. Right. I didn't know there was a trilemma with that, but that's that's good information. Now, now I understand with that. I, I get it. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah. You make, you get it more than me then. No, you you <laughs> you nailed it. You said. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's it's the trilemma, like the Web three space of you know speed, security, and affordability. You can have two, you can't have all three. But it sounds like Iris has figured out a way to make it permanent, precise, and unconstrained. Whereas before, you couldn't. So, mm. and that that's what IMX does. They don't have time 
they can't do everything. If you're doing yeah. everything, it's more time, more resources, and, and they're limited. Even with their massive war chest and everything, they're limited too. And they got to be they got I like Robbie keeps saying we're we're being efficient. This is this is a battle against a giant behemoth in web 2 gaming. You can't just yeah. throw around millions cuz you that's all you have versus the bigger boys with the billions with a B. So you have mm-hmm. to be that guerrilla tactic in these trenches to fight this fight and that's what they're doing. They're like picking picking who they're hiring strategically so they can focus on getting games to the platform. Mm. Mate, um, yeah, they keep on making the right decisions. That's why it's just so good supporting them because you mm-hmm. just go, another great decision. You yep. know, you, know another, you don't see any tweets that insult people. You know, it's just professional, all about the mission. It just reminds me of Elon Musk's Tesla, to be honest with you. Um, that's why I call him the Tesla of Web3 gaming or even Web3. Anyway, so this is my favorite piece of information for, uh, news for this, this uh, um, pod. Mm-hmm. This episode is the new the the one that was announced today was it or yesterday uh, today mm-hmm. transact transact immutable I heard of them before and I was like oh immutable could do that and um they they are not this transact is a unbelievable tool that's going to allow it's going to integrate in with passport and checkout so imagine like MetaMask. But you can just put, you can just push a button and bring, spend fiat, mm-hmm. and you can just you can just put your, your credit card, save your credit card details like a normal Web two website where you you put your, your like like a Uber Eats, you know, you got three different credit cards on it, and you choose which one you want to use at the end of the after you order your food. Yep. Well, you want to buy want to buy some tokens, you just choose which wallet you want you want which uh, credit card you want to use to to buy the the the, the token. Um, but also banks attaches to your bank um and so you can transfer money cash in and out so you can tra- you can get your imx token and just go cash out straight to fiat in the bank yep seen that straight from that's just unbelievable like that's what this is so big with passport that just simplifies everything for the user and now they can just use their credit card for everything. They don't need to worry about liquidity from F coming on delay, uh, you know, moving their F from layer one to layer two. It's so easy. They can use their bank account or they can still do that now, especially with ZKVM. But there's another option. And then also that get it straight out the fiat. If people don't care about their high, it's going to be high fee. It's going to be like 5% for sure. Like, but if you don't really go for the effort of sending it to a sex and or someplace that's cheaper by two percent then bang the convenience push a button that's in your bank account that's just game over unfortunately it's kyc'd so <laughs> everyone's going to complain about that but if you want that convenience of moving stuff in and out of your bank um done it's uh you get it you're gonna have to let let the government know who you are everything's going to be kyc'd eventually i guarantee it it's just a matter of time uh looking at them i see that it's that they're working they, they work with and it's used on MetaMask, it looks like. Uh, like you talked about, the bank options. Uh, Apple Pay is an option. Google Pay, credit cards. It's about convenience. I, I went and looked through it. It says that I can use it in my state here in the United States. They have it all listed of which states can and can't. My biggest concern is are the banks going to play with it? Because I, I've tried mm. the MoonPay in the past. I've tried several other onboarding options. 
uh, with my credit cards or with my banks. And every single time I was not allowed to because of what my bank said or what my credit card said. And so are they going to have Disgusting. the ability? Yeah, it's it's annoying. It's it's frustrating. It's annoying. Are they going to be able to get past that barrier with these uh, parts of the onboarding and offboarding process? And that's my main concern. Can they do it? So as soon as it's incorporated uh, IMX, I don't think it's exactly in yet. I was trying to see if it was because I wanted to test it out before this cast. But I didn't see anything that confirmed it. Once they are and I see it, I'm going to test it out. I'll probably make a small video just to show proof proof of working that it you know, that it works and it's legit, especially here in the United States. Yeah, well, I actually had the problem with MoonPay in Australia. With I have three cards, um, and only one of my three would it would use it with. And I went to the bank and put a request in for them to review. And they because they said it's a scam. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> and so they, they never came back to me and said that it was, that I could use it, but it worked on one of my cards, so I didn't mind. Um, yeah, but they, they'll up to 75k transaction US or one cent US mm -hmm. down to one cent. So it's like it's just so it seems like so flexible. We're 160 countries, it's just like one service that makes everything. MoonPay was pretty average compared to this organization. Um, I've read about this organization before this. It's, it's so exciting. Um, and understanding how, because I've seen Passport and I've seen Checkout. I've actually tested it for Mutable. And visualizing this aspect inside what I saw, it was, it's just like, it's so going to be so good. You don't understand how good it's going to be. Like it's, it's just such an easy system. I actually already did it, just not knowing it was Transact, because um, it was. I was doing when I was testing things. I was testing some transactions back to bank accounts and things like that. So right. without it actually happening, it was just the UI. But I was wondering then, how's that going to happen? So this is it. Yep, another partnership, another collab, man. They just keep racking them up at neck breaking speed. Networking, man. These guys are. These guys are dialed in networking. Oof. Gets me all hot and bothered. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a, um, yeah, there's a fair bit going on with Immutable at the moment. And uh, this is honestly, it's such a big win for them. Um, and Amoka Brands use it already. So um, that's where it, what it came from. I assume it's not going to be just Immutable. Um, they guess to use it, but... Right. I don't, I don't think they're going to, that, for, for this to work in Passport and Checkout, Transact has to code. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Like Immutable gets APIs and works out and integrates it himself. Transact's going to have to design the APIs to work properly so that Immutable can access the, the data properly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they, they will have to create custom APIs to be consumed and then not they won't have the services immutable needs to do all the things that they've they've to work out of the box so they're not going to do it for everyone because it's a lot of dev power to do that they're only going to bet on the big players this a company that has 160 um countries and this this much demand they'll be choosing the top players you know right of of the of the world so that's another big win for immutable another piece of the puzzle as you said Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's that's for the uh, for the partnerships. We're through them all. Um, there was a lot, that, man. That, it was a lot of in, like really good partnerships this time. Yep. Um, really, really good ones. There's like a re 
and you know the games are great and the the merit circles are crazy transacts awesome for uh, onboarding for acquisition and retention and for attracting developers to know that they're gonna have access to this in their game it's just why would you not put passport on now there's a piece you know? here that use? i learned from all this I, I didn't know it was this many before we move on i know we got to move on here but robbie said that there was 53 chains that games are building on right now and you said something about that it's going to consolidate down to like the top 10 eventually and i, I think you're right it's just this is that, such a massive yeah. un, this is such a massive yeah. undertaking that you can't no, do no, it no. alone and all right what do you got you yeah, gotta say something it's, here. it's, it's not it's not 53 chains that are building on games. It was 53 new gaming chains in 2023 launched. Oh, so there's even <laughs> so there's more. Hundreds, there's hundreds, hundreds of gaming chains, mate. And that's what Robbie said. He's like, it makes no sense for a, a game company to build all their own stuff. That's like, you know, the spear was invented to take down, you know, this this antelope. We've invented it. We've perfected it. Uh, do you want to go and hunt or do you want to spend several days inventing the spear to go hunt with and possibly starve because you were busy making a spear that's already been made? You know, I know that's a crude breakdown, but that's, that's basically the gist of it. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's not crude at all, but yeah, sorry to cut you off. I had to, I, I, I wanted to, that was from the block crunch interview uh, that he did and it no, was no, very, it was no, thanks for correcting. He me. said it as well. It. Uh, uh, but it was the actual interviewer that said that he's, he's like, does research on blockchains and stuff. So yeah. And Robert's like, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, great partnerships and we can move on now and get into the mutable shorts. It's, yeah. oh, um, so Chrono Forge had a play test and I've spoke to Lachlan. He doesn't seem to believe in immutable's ability to sell out NFTs. So he does things on F mainnet. Um, so he doesn't understand that gamers don't buy NFTs to flip. Gamers buy NFTs to use in their game. And so when he, when he says that there's no liquidity on Immutable, that's just not true. The NFTs sell out all the time on Immutable, but there's just not a lot of trading, not a huge amount, not like your PFP collections that people are buying it for one reason only, number go up. You know, right. it's, it's the people are buying because they want to use it in the game. They don't want to sell it. You know, that, why, why would they sell it? They want to buy it. They want to play in the game. So, you know, but I was really happy for him. I want to mention it because the really nice guy, Aussie guy, been working for two years without a salary, saved up, went up for his passion. After He's a, he's a huge project manager in IT, um, you know, lives on a farm, you know, so he's not like struggling, but he still just went for his passion, built it and that 500k US that he made from those, he sold out in six minutes. He's a, he's a, he's laid his mint of the um, airships for the Chrono Forge, which are going to have a huge play and earn aspect to him. Hmm. Um, so yeah, glad he can eat food now, um, or at least <laughs> go out to a nice meal. Now, do you yeah, think? Do you think that you know? Obviously, these games need money. Do you think it's the royalty aspect of these things trading on ETH more that they're looking at for passive income down the road? Is why they don't choose Immutable, or what's your thoughts on that? I just think that they, that they don't understand that aspect of it. Um, you know, like, look at all the top trading, like the top 500. They're all PFP collections pretty much, but a few games here and there mm -hmm. that are already live. The games are already live, and people are buying and selling, you know, 
things in games live. You know, they played it a bit, they want to sell it. But before a game comes out, mm-hmm. games the gamers are just buying it to hold onto it because they want to use it in the game. Yep. So there's heaps of sale, sold out. You look at the total volume on Immutable, there's 30, 20, 30 million. There's a heap like 10, 30 million dollar um, SaaS, you know, like mints that were sold. Right. Um, you know, so there's, there's huge, there was huge um, success in the sales on Immutable, but just not a lot of trading volume outside of a couple of the big players. And they, they read that as, well, we, we won't mint out. It's not true. So, but, you know, that's, it will change with ZKVM, that's for sure. Hmm. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, much easier liquidity to get it onto Immutable than it, and it's no two-day wait to get it off back onto F if you wanted to put it back on F when it's when ZKVM, it's instantaneous right. return. Gotcha. That's one of the bigger ones. So it'd be a lot easier UX. Um, but yeah, Corona Forge, I play tested I have a bug. Uh, my white doesn't like my widescreen and I can't see the screen properly, so I can't play it. So I have to put a report in for that. Hmm. But uh it plays pretty cool. It's it is a, it's not a triple A, it's a double A. Um, there's a little bit of work to do. The movement when you move backward feels like you you know you're moonwalking. Maybe a little bit of the animation can be corrected there, but um, it's it's like a challenging. I died. A couple, I played a, a single player instead of a group, and it's meant to be for group, and I, it was very challenging. You're supposed to have a group, obviously. So, but I still got through a fair bit. So. I yeah, need to I'll go check this one out for sure. I've, I've been wanting to play test it. I'm starting to play games. I'm starting to play games. I played Alluvium last night. I played this other one on mobile uh, that we talked about earlier, Arena of Faith. I'm forcing myself to play games. I got to get to this one and try it out because I do like the look of it. Yeah, no, it's, it, it doesn't. It didn't put it on a downloader as well. You put just got to download the file and run it, which is not many people like doing that. It feels bad. Um, anyway, let's move on. Yep. Uh, it's supposed to be short, and I've talked too long. My bad. <laughs> um, Gods and Chain. Gods and Chain. Mm-hmm. Passports enabled now, so I've I've set that up. I'm using Passport. Um, and also, unfortunately, I found out that the the release of mobile, they, they've made a decision not to release it before Christmas. I don't know if you know, but in Australia, like this is our holiday period, it's summer, you know, so school kids have six weeks off school starting about now. Um, and so they go, they stop now and go back at, at the start of February. And so this is the end of the year now, good time. And lots of people have like t- businesses shut down for 10 days. You're forced to take leave. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, it's like the time to recharge and rewind in Australia for before the new year comes in, um, and so it's it's Australian company, so that's why they've I'm, I'm releasing around now would be a nightmare. They have they're gonna have bugs for sure on mobile, and they're gonna have to fix them quickly. You're just gonna, literally gonna end people's holidays. So mm-hmm. um, they've made the decision to recharge the batteries and come back January, and when everyone's recharged, probably about eighth or ninth, and you'll see a a release around then cool i gotta mention something here uh there was a tweet from this kate Irwin, whoever this is talking about guys and chain was removed from the epic game store uh easrb gave it an adults only rating uh it's on a story from decrypt whatever that is and your man crush uh paul Barron, tweeted out god's chained and put like a a no symbol next to it so and then he tagged all the IMX socials and hashtags. And I was like, hey, Paul Barron's finally talking about IMX. Of course, it's in a negative <laughs> limelight. <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> Paul Barron, you're a dick. <laughs> you couldn't resist. Just be so, I just can't wait for it just to, to realize I was wrong. 
I was wrong and just move on to AI or something. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I knew that already. Oh, She's like, breaking, yeah. I'm bringing it to you. Like, no, I mean, I knew that that was taken off the, the game store like a week ago mm -hmm. for that reason. In the, just, all you have to do is be in the Gods Unchained server. They, they quite clearly say that that's what's happened. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Ages of Moxes, which is a game, multi-chain. They're on Multiverse X. Um, mm -hmm. They've gone bank bankrupt. So maybe mm -hmm. they're on my ecosystem map, but they've re-announced a new CEO and they're looking for funding and that. But again, I've said it before. D'Souza said it before. You've said it before. And you build on a chain that doesn't have the tools and you have to build them all yourself. When Moon Studios had to build all the integrations and all the SDKs and stuff to get their game working on that chain and in-game in, in transactions happening. And then they go bankrupt. Like, it's not easy to build games. Like, you've got to be, like you just said, you've got to be efficient. And choosing a chain to build on that doesn't have the tools you need is ridiculous this day. You've got three chains that have got those tools. Um, even Solana is not easy to build on. You know, I just did some research today on it, and it's like really, you need to get help to build on it, a game. So where Immutable and AVAX are building tools that just click and play, you know, just drop down menus makes anyway. sense makes sense they i seen some stat somebody was talking about there's only 10 percent of games are on solana which i that blew me away i was surprised so that makes sense and uh yeah this age is Zal zalmoxis is it did i say that right Zal yeah it yeah. looks like skyrim kind of when i looked at it uh i seen imx is following them so are we to assume that they're going to be working with imx going forward no they're on a, they've announced a multi-chain like they're gonna well I went into, they announced Immutable three months ago, four months ago. And ah, okay. then I missed that. Yeah. And uh, it just looks like they've just run out of funds and got, and they look, they've got a new guy in the passion project and going to rebuild and try and get the money for it during this good time. So yeah, it's either, it's either one of the two things. Yeah. They've got this cool looking game with a little, with a little loop in it, like a battle royale style game. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's working on Multiverse X. It just didn't get the. They spent all this money building these tools to get it to integrate with in-game in wallets and stuff, just like Passport, but not as good as Passport, obviously. Right. Um, and it just just no one plays games on that chain. So it's like you're building it on a chain that doesn't have doesn't have the the network effects as Immutable or Solana or BNB even, you know, or Avax. Avax right. has still got, got to struggle with that side as well. Um, but yeah, we're interested to see if it's if it comes back to life and if they stay on immutable. Yeah. Um, after this big change, but it's a shame. It was great graphics. Um, yeah. Yeah, and um, I had a little uh, tweet about the, the ecosystem map. Um, designed it over the last two months, three months. Um, just putting it together, getting getting a spreadsheet, researching, making sure the games are still building. So it's pretty accurate. There might be a few games there no longer building, like Ages of Marcus. Zalmoxis, but there's also a couple of games that we know about that we didn't put on there because they're not 100% confirmed yet. So they probably even each other out. But yeah, 130 games. It's, it's up to 31,000 views. That's my biggest tweet ever, mate. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah, it was a really good post you made. Uh, I like the infographic. I've always wanted to get into infographics. It was huge when I used to be in Web 2, uh, how much people loved infographics. And yeah, keep that up. That's That's amazing stuff. 
Yeah, it's uh, actually immutable. I didn't, they retweeted me at 16,000 views, um, so that's why it's got that high. I thought they hadn't retweeted me because they don't know me. Do I don't expect them to, but it was very nice of them to do that, which got it out. I guess it makes sense. It gets it out to more people. People are starting to go, oh, okay. And that was lots of engagement on that tweet, so I really enjoyed that one. Thanks for everyone that uh, engaged and had a look at it. You know um, it's good when people are stealing it and not giving you credit for it. <laughs> well to be fair someone stole it and then dj sam withers stole it off them and didn't he didn't know it was mine so he would have known it was mine if he stole it off me so he right. must have got it from somewhere else um i don't know yeah so but, yeah. i'm gonna make a suggestion going forward when you make awesome infographics like that you need to watermark that better with somehow some way or or something with a the Gamer Galaxy. You had Gamer Galaxy down there, but it was up in the right-hand corner, kind of small. You need to make it a little bit bigger. That way uh, people right. know where it came from, you know? Whatever. I'm not good at that stuff, man. I just I just talk on this internet with you, mate, and that's all I do. And well, let me know. I'll try to help you out with that next time. All right. You're good at that stuff, man. I'm going to use you better for that. Anyway, um, yeah, so the next subject is user acquisition. And there's... This has been the biggest weakness for Immutable, the perception of it. And the, they sold like they sold on this as well to people building on them. And they, you know, I heard another game that signed up years ago, over a year ago, it still hasn't got anything on Immutable. Um, and they mentioned that there was this, supposed to be this marketing in this user acquisition program. And I always thought that it was a bit like, it. It wasn't like compared to some of the other chains that that market better just i don't know not market better but i just felt that they attracted players to their game better than immutable did um, personally even though immutable has got a lot of gamers still but for the amount of games they've got i think they could have been better what i think is happening is like right now there's an article on their uh, website a blog about all the user acquisition they've been working on and it didn't include merit merit circle in that as well so Gaming guilds, um, um, actual companies that are designed for user acquisition. I can't remember which one. It was. Where is it? I've got to find it. Um, uh, was it Kratos Studio, Versa Games, Cap Games, Earn Alliance? Uh, yeah, Earn Alliance is one of them. Where did I read Ultra it? Ultra Gaming like, Ecosystem. Yeah, it was there was an Asian one. They yeah, there's an Asian one as well. That's pretty big for user acquisition. So you'll the last I've noticed the last two months they've started to ramp up this user acquisition side. Mm -hmm. I always what my point was is that I felt that they didn't do as big a job of it as what they could, and now that's changed. And that's because ZKM's EVM's going to go live, and they're going to have from January games starting to drop. You know, in February, March, April, probably forty games out by April. You know, so around about and then that's when this is going to be needed more like where they've had a few games trickle in over the last two years like to invest you don't get to invest in one of these organizations and they charge you less because you've got one game or 50 you know it doesn't scale equally you don't pay one dollar for one and fifty dollars for 50 it's like twenty dollars for one you know and fifty dollars for 50 you know what i mean yeah so it, it's like it's it's like it's scales so better return on investment again for efficiency so that's a sign to me that there's lots of games about to drop because they've really ramped that up now. What did you think about that? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... sorry. Uh, 
You still thinking? Oh, yeah, sorry, I was I thought, uh, absorbing all that. Up. You had a lot on that, and uh, I just came across this this morning uh, before we went across this. It just, yeah, if you could have all the games of the world, if you don't have the players to play them, that's a problem. So they they realize we got a lot of games coming this year, and they've said it publicly several times that 2024 is going to be insane for games coming. So you got to have. Got to have bodies to play those games, so you better go out and get these guilds and these organizations that have people uh, playing the games and wanting to do it. So, yeah, absolutely. They're taking the steps that they need to take for everything that's going on. It's got all these pieces moving everywhere, and they're just they're staying ahead of it. And you, you like to see that from an organization. Yeah. So that's – you will see that starting to go – more hardcore um so next the last piece of short news is um especially quicker than this but you know we do we do like the talk yeah um land um is having their community clash right now it's live so i'm not sure what that is actually but it's a mobile game you can um sign up on ios or android and it's a financial literacy app so it's like but gamified where you got like a little old school kind of mario when you choose the path you know and you go and then you go into the go into the choose your path you land on a spot and then you go enter and you've got a little challenge where you got to run and collect all the gold and that and get out of that one and then you're back onto the map and it's like a little and you move around and then you choose where to go and where not to go um it's kind of like that but with challenges and, we're, and the, in those challenges it teaches you about financial literacy both both banking and and crypto so yeah really good app i think like a lot of I could have used it when I was 20, you know? I had mm-hmm. no idea what I was doing. So if you inter- if you want to learn, you're going to pick something up. And it's really cute little graphics. It's um, pretty pro. Get in there. Have a go if you want to. Mogaland.io. Yeah, I want to check it out. I'm glad it's on mobile. I don't know a lot about it, except it's a learning aspect. And But I'm going to check it out. And who knows? There might be some little uh, freebies in there. Usually with this kind of stuff, there's freebies. I know Coinbase does it. And uh, it's always fun to get little free stuff. Mm. All right, so moving on to the next and final section is the content breakdown. Um, it's um, Bankless we talked about already. So Robbie and Merit Circle went on, uh, Marco from Merit Circle went on there and spoke for an hour about the partnership and we kind of covered that already so we won't go into that again unless you've got something else to add. No, I think we've hammered a lot of this actually but uh, I'm, I'm interested to... The, the block crunch interview that was the first time i heard that guy um i thought he was pretty good i know you said he i think he said maybe he made a mistake on the 53 networks or whatever but in general it was the first time i heard him do an interview no, i liked I it or did i get that wrong no i'm saying no, no i'm saying he's the one that come up with the 53 new gaming blockchains that launched in 2023 oh okay my mistake yeah there. yeah yeah no i thought he was good he was really um uh clean Communicator, um, professional. Um, he, uh, Robbie talked about um, in that about ZKVM and about how EI one five five nine. So yes, gas. Yeah, so gas. Using the IMX token for gas. Mm-hmm. And so if it, that's about like increasing the amount of gas you pay so that you get first dibs on things. 
So that's interesting to see that there's going the, that he particularly mentioned that as a as a burn and not just gas on its own. So, say someone wants to pay hundred dollars gas instead of one cent because they really want this thing. Yeah, then twenty dollars goes into the to the pool for for gas uh, to be pushed out to to everyone. Huh? Because. Because it doesn't cost immutable that much, because they're rolling up. You know, they're not just—they're not paying a hundred dollars for that one transaction on that one put that one person doing. They're rolling up thousands of transactions at once. So it's just one—they're paying a hundred dollars for a thousand transactions. Ah, I—I I missed so, yeah, that, that little piece. I remember him talking about it and then saying that you know there could be uh, some some along the lines with burning. I didn't quite understand what he was talking about, but I didn't hear that part about being able to increase your gas. That's the same thing as what a, you could do in Ethereum. I, I, boy, yeah. I'm conflicted about that. I'm very conflicted about that. I, I, I absolutely hated having to go against that when I was trying to get NFTs in 2021 and the gas rate would go to, you know, hundred bucks, hundred dollars plus in order to mint because people were trying to, control the market and that oh that that brings back some bad bad memories but at the same time i could see that being a, a revenue generator i i get it yeah i don't like it but let's let people do it and my my tokens will emit more uh dividends yeah so i'm i'm torn as well um but yeah but that was just interesting that that he thinks on a roll-up see it's not the gas wars where you got to say, hey, I'm willing to pay this much. It's a tip to get you higher in the list, which is, I'm not sure if that's the same as what you're talking about in 2021. It was only July 2021 that it, that it was actually implemented, I believe, this thing. So I don't know. Um, we're interested to see what the hell that turns out. But he also mentioned other announcements about burning gas. So mm-hmm. this gas, normal a standard transaction gas, the tipping gas there's the marketplace uh two uh 20% of 2% um so that's like 0.4% and of of a tr- of, a, of all marketplace transactions so there's three ways of of generating revenue for token holders plus there's those two that were not announced because of America's um regulatory laws while we're on to the regulatory laws did you see that um senator warren put in a anti-crypto bill today of course i did did you see what someone someone memed on twitter probably <laughs> it was like it was like blackrock um blackrock endorsed uh bills yeah and 450 they've lost once and she's lost for them all. She's lost them all, 350 something, and they've won all their bar one, 452. So yeah. they not, they don't sound like people are too worried about it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, it's just, she's just annoying. I, I'm so sick of her and several other politicians. They're just what? like, what? Can you just don't go away, man? Just go away. <laughs> well, I don't get it, man. Is your country so. Yeah. Politics is so weird, man. It's so weird, the whole I know. thing. Yeah. Uh, you know? We're, we're dumb. Anyway. So. Uh, I'm not gonna say that. I just think you gotta you gotta stop with the tipping culture. That, that that'll stop. That'll start to heal. The mm-hmm. um, from a young age, you gotta tip people. You gotta get money in your pocket and give it out to people for stuff. Yeah. That's just starts to set up the whole culture towards tipping. Um, Australia, you don't tip at all. You get a restaurant, you order your food. How much is it? Whatever the price is on the menu, you pay. That's it. You don't tip. You can tip some people on delivery people that now all these Uber Eats and stuff, but you don't tip 
for anything else. Maybe a pizza delivery. That's about it. You know, people working for 10 bucks an hour. Um, anyway, so in that block crunch, moving back to the content, um, mm-hmm. they may, Robbie, Robbie talked about Japan and their culture of games development. And he said when he spoke with all the high-level high studios, their entire conversation was around the value they can give players. And this is obviously the next step in gaming because it's a way to give back to the players more. And that, to me, is just like, you think of Nintendo, they just care about giving to... You know, the players, they don't care about the financial side of it. It's all 100% designed on, on the actual game. And then everything else worries about itself. And that's what I think kind of confirms for me that we're in the right space there, with the right people. That He actually even mentions that. That's important to Robbie, that it, it's about the gamers and not about the money. Yeah. Did you yeah. Just, yeah. And... Um, the focus on Asia the, is, it, is definitely... It's it's yeah. Captain obviously it's Captain Obvious prevalent and they're they're going where they're going where the culture embraces this and is promoting it and you, you gotta like seeing that. Yeah, and um he also mentioned that there's gonna be an announcement this month about ZK EVM. Hopefully that's mainnet. But Yeah. We'll yeah. see. It's supposed we'll to be see. coming. Yeah. The next one I've seen a couple of mentions that the next one's gonna be a bit big big announcement around ZKVM and then in that interview he confirmed that there'll be an announcement about ZKVM this month so hopefully that means it's uh, live at least even for the like for Luvium, Gods Unchained not Gods Unchained Guild, Guild of Guardians or just their their, their um, Metal Core their because um, they're going to do some tests first on their own games rather than give it to everyone else to go and be guinea pigs for them right but yeah we're getting closer. We so badly need ZKEVM, man. So badly. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It's like, yeah. it's just so, it's like every day it's not out now. It's like they're losing ground to potential competitors that are out now. Like ZK Sync, one Pudgy Pegans, probably because they're able to build on it already in test. You know, so. Um, what do you think of Pudgy Pegans? I've seen, I, you know, I, I didn't have time to really jump into it a whole lot. I've seen it everywhere on Twitter, though. Everyone's talking about it. It's it's that that social game fi is just so huge. Uh, Fortnite's mastered it. Uh, Roblox and a lot of big players in this space are pushing for it. Uh, I've seen countless big people in this space just be like, we need to move towards this. It's... It looks like it's going to be around. It's already been around for a long time, but it's going to be even more prevalent uh, for the for the younger generation. So that's what they're that's what they got their eyes locked on. I, I just think like crypto Twitter. It's a it was an awesome cinematic, mm-hmm. but it, and, and the gameplay. There was a little bit of gameplay somewhere I saw. I don't know if it was in the, during the cinematic or at the end of it or somewhere I saw it. And it's just so mid. It's so average. The game. Like, oh it's so yes, yes. I was talking about it's just like, the 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 culture and socio socioeconomic part of all that with with the pudgy penguins. Gameplay wise, yeah, I didn't really see anything. Not that the game we talked about earlier. Uh, that one blew me away. Xverse, but the pudgy penguins. I was like, meh. You know. <laughs> yeah. Who would you rather have, Xverse or Pudgy Penguins? Like, if you go to Crypto Twitter and ask, then they're 100% going to say, Pudgy Penguins, of course, man, D-Gen, legend, D-Gen land. But, like, actual game that people want to play that actually will have some kind of 
potential hit, chance to be a hit is that not pudgy penguins it'll be a little gimmick for a couple of months and then no one will ever touch it ever again what's the value of that you know anyway, yeah i no i agree with you 100 percent. but then again i'm not into roblox and look how popular that is so maybe it's me <laughs> yeah but x versus more like roblox than pudgy penguins but pudgy penguins is just like this little simple little i don't know they're pudgy they're Unity cute game. man they're cute the guy grabbed a no. fish Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, good luck to them. Hopefully they win the world. What's, um, uh, what's this Empire thing you got here? I have no idea what this is. Oh, I just took some notes. I watched another another content. I put it on right late. You don't need to go and do it. Oh, okay. What you could do is talk to uh, about... I didn't go into Between Two Layers too much. Did you watch that? Did you have anything to say on Between uh, Two Layers? No, I. I'm the Alluvium one was pretty good. I mean, it, it just kind of... It was a generalization of what was going on with Alluvium. Uh, by the way, I absolutely enjoyed playing Alluvium last night for the first time. Uh, I don't know if I was good or not. I played it survival mode. I enjoyed it. It was cool. I, I, I can see why this game has a lot of buzz going on around it. Uh, but between two layers, um, nothing... Pretty much everything we've said about the content and what Robbie's saying with Merit Circle and uh, the collabs... A lot of it was just reiterated again. I didn't hear anything massively new out of it. Uh, it was a good cast as usual. I always enjoy watching it. I did my planks this week while watching it. So, you know, mm -hmm. that's. Uh, I like to do exercise and listen to IMX stuff. It's uh, two birds, one stone, you know. So nothing really big to report on the between two layers that was not already said already. Yeah. Um, just Robbie was in Dubai and now going to Hong Kong. So he's doing a lot of tra traveling around to mm -hmm. pitch, pitch to partners, um, the sales guy. Um, and he had two concerns. The, the community question was a good one about bots. Oh um, yeah. But he kind of contradicted himself saying that, you know, like you got to design an incentive layer that means, you know, you got to play the game to get value out of it. You know what I mean? Like, so, and play with performance i think that means then he said that ai in the future they'll be able to beat us so you know what i mean like it was like a contradiction yeah. to to um uh, anyway like, i'm glad you brought that up because i i do have that in my notes here uh he said something about planning your economy for them because what you said they're going to be here with ai so I, I, I kind of get what he's saying because there's this game on a wax called Alien Worlds, and they are notorious for bots, yet the game is still kicking, and they got like 100,000 daily active users. So I think that's what he was talking about is like they're going to try their best to offset bots, but they're, they're probably going to be here, so plan your economy around it. And the one thing mm -hmm. that he said out of there that caught my ear, it sounded like he was alluding to Passport, is going to be able to identify who real people are. And he didn't go into great detail, but it sounded like through the history of what you're doing on Passport, basically building your profile, they're going to be able to, over time, with the use of AI helping them, be able to say, we know who our hardcore real gamers are. And that I like yep. that. That perked my ears up for sure. I remember he said, that's right. He said that before as well. That's a really important point because 
you got to attach a credit card. You, like you'll just know when something's empty and, and a script and it just fills out the bare minimum. And you're going to have all weird numbers and names for names and stuff like that. Like it's, it'll be pretty easy to purge off. And if you're going to have to invest in it, the risk becomes too much. You know what I mean? Like if you make it that you're going to spend a hundred dollars to be able to earn and then you, only, you get ripped, you get pulled out and lose your account and your NFTs get banned, you know, before you make that money back, it becomes pretty, the incentive doesn't, doesn't stack up. So that's what he was meaning, meaning that you got to design the incentive structures right around bots. But yeah, that was an interesting point. Mm -hmm. Um, so the last um, Empire uh, content that I watched was really interesting one. It was like a friend of his that he's been in t we've known for a long time, but they met for the first time face-to-face. -face. The first time the guy was in Sydney. Um, and it was more personal, a lot of personal stuff. Like Robbie was involved in Bitcoin in 2013, but it was when he met Ethereum and smart contracts. And part of his first business that uh, he, he went into was around gambling for LOL um, bets. And kind of like Ethereum, when he got banned, then Ethereum came out. Like he built a, a gambling app for League of Legends games and then Riot banned them for, you know, Breakers Town yeah, Service. Yeah, I heard that. Um, I did hear that. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of yeah, funny and, considering um, they do business with them now. <laughs> yeah, well, you're just, just having a go and then you get told to not do it. Yeah, okay, I won't do it. No big deal. No long-lasting damage. But then Ethereum come out and he... um. That's when he saw everything clicked in his mind and that's when it, the, all the rest of the businesses have been around ethereum you know trading app that you know was around regulatory issues so he stopped that as well um and then etherbots was his you know game before gods unchained that was you know he gets a lot of criticism for it because it, they were they were like around crypto kitties time when everyone was experimenting like you look at all the criticism there was no the criticism now of etherbots is based on knowledge people have got now you know what I mean? Like they built it back then when no one knew what was going on. Exactly. Uh, and they were trialing and erring and everything. But yeah, please, you know what the human light race is like. They'll say anything if they can get a dollar. <laughs> you know, shock factor. Yep. Um, yeah, it confirmed that 70% of Web3 games are building on Immutable in terms of funding. So that was 2022 when, when Polygon and Immutable had a billion dollars worth of games each and the rest of the, rest of the, rest of the combined funding wasn't even a billion dollars in the in the industry. Um, and then um, ZK EVM, he talks about that pretty in, in depth. So waiting, Validium optimized for gaming. So Validium is the type of technology. There's different types of rollups. Mm -hmm. Validium is less security and faster um, and cheaper. So better for gaming. It's not bad security, but it's just less than a, a complete like as, as if you don't, if you go the the proof or the snark or the starks and snarks and all these weird things they call it. So it's what there's, it's like the one down in terms of security, but it means that you can do way cheaper transaction. That's how they're 10, 10 times cheaper than Polygon ZK AVM, even though they're built on top of ZK AVM. Hmm. Yeah. So if it costs 10 cents for a transaction on Polygon, it's only one cent to do the exact same thing on Immutable hmm. on the same chain. Gotcha. Um, ERC one one five five is ready. Um, that's the, they don't have that at the moment on their API on their um, uh, API based StarkX. So it's a brand new feature available to developers. It'll be out ready straight away now on testnet. Um, horizontal scaling. So talked about how multiple chains to increase. You know, if you, you one chain 
if they fill up, they can just spin up another one to be able to do more transactions. Um, so there's, it's unlimited scaling, just like an AVAX. Um, little order book, yeah. Um, they also he talked about app chains as well, which is cool. So, and they, those games will be able to use their own token for gas. So, awesome there. Nice. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the layer three stuff, I think, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it, basically? Yeah, but it's just a term, mate. It's like... Yeah, I'm just using it for reference. I, I, I don't know all the ins and outs of that, but I, that excites me because if it ever... Not that it will, but if it ever gets to be so much... So many transactions, which is a good thing, on their, on their ZK EVM layer two, they, they're, they're going to have the ability for games to basically step down off of that into their own little category so to speak and do their own thing if you know if they want to you know yeah kind of relieve that congestion it's going to be an option so that's good i think they call it layer three because like optimistic roll-ups have a layer three where they roll up down to the layer two that then rolls up down to the layer one Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they do a bunch, a bunch of transactions into the layer two, where I don't think that immutable is structured that way. It might be wrong. It kind of looks like that on a diagram, but it's really, it's identical. It's pretty much just a copy of immutable, but just designed to talk with immutable, be integrate into interoperable with all immutable products, and it's got a pr- its own prover set. So you set up your own provers to do the proving work. To- gotcha. You know the zk work which is the expensive stuff um and you can get you know the designed in middle to have 30 provers in, in eventually but yeah that was um you know it was a really technical chat um no oh, yeah mentioned hmm. mentioned the china thing about how they're not allowed to build blockchain so they're looking for partners to put their ga- they're building on chain games but not the actual change because they're not allowed to so <laughs> that's a really good thing for the west um you know to, to win Chinese business. Once that finishes, you'll see that end. Um, so getting now, you see that's we're seeing a few Chinese games, I believe, build, build on Immutable because of that case. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the goal is to be the stripe of Web three gaming. Um, um, the benefit of building on ZKVM is they're still going to have APIs, so you won't have to do audits. Um, so you know, you build on other chains. You there's not a, that's not API driven like Arbitrum, Avax. Solana, you've got to go get all your contracts audited. So there's that cost, and that, that's not cheap. They're tens of thousands of dollars, um, sometimes a hundred thousand dollars, and um, yeah, and, and the five keys is team quality, design, um, good games, and, and good tokenomics, and quality of games. So that was a pretty good um, meetup. Uh, Busy, busy week of, of content to read, to, to soak in. Oh yeah. I hope it didn't. This has gone on for nearly two hours. I've just realised, mate. Uh, <laughs> is anyone still? Anyone still here? Anyone still here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. Um, it was a lot. We, I'm gonna have to dice this up pretty good, and we might have to make this a two part <laughs> on the on the YouTube. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um, and uh, just I don't Van Eck. Let's just skip over that. That's, uh, you know, a finance person. Did you have something to add on that? No, nah, more good press, uh, specifically talking about IMX and his pr- predictions. Uh, uh, it's a global global financial 
guru, so to speak, a team of people, and they're talking about IMX. So you got to love seeing that. Cool. And um, finally, Tim Sweeney beats Google in court for round one. So I'm assuming Google's going to um, appeal it. But um, he uh, that the idea was that to to destroy the monopoly and the exorbitant charges they put on to the marketplaces. So um, Epic won that, didn't 15. they? Yeah, they won it. So Tim Sweeney's the founder of Epic. Okay. And I, I tweeted to him in his response to his tweet where he was really happy. I'm going, imagine designing uh, Unreal Engine and your legacy not being about that you, that you created that. In other words, this is bigger than creating Unreal Engine for the world. It's huge. If you can get those fees down to 15% instead of 30, it gives, it opens up the opportunity to creators to experiment more, to try different things. So right now, you're going to have a lot of cash to build something because of that fee. They're not taking 30% of profits. They're taking, you know, they're taking 30% of everything, which is like 80% of profit. Yep. You know, if you spend, a, if you spend a hundred grand, uh, sorry, if you get, if you make a hundred grand and you spend 60 grand to, to make something yeah 30 percent of 100 grand is 30 grand you're making 10 10 grand profit while google store makes 30 grand profit yep so yeah it's just it's highway robbery it's disgusting it should be it should be below 10 percent for for uh electronic services that's in my opinion but he charges more than 10 percent on epic game store so he, i don't know maybe he's gonna have to put the prices down on epic game store as well <laughs> Yeah, that's me. I'm. I'm all. I'm. I'm. I don't, you probably hear it in my voice. It's uh, getting late, and I'm starting to drone on. I'm sorry if I bored you to tears, guys, but it was a really exciting one for us. Yeah, um, lots of information. So, yeah, great job. Uh, you really came ready today, and it was an amazing week for IMX. The tokens up. I it got hit 220 at one point, which is freaking crazy considering how far it was down not too long ago. So, all these announcements, all the things coming along. Uh, it's going to be a banger in 2024 and I can't wait to see everything that's coming. Yeah. This is, uh, this is the tweet. Imagine creating Unreal Engine and that not being the legacy you leave in this world. And mm. then he liked it. So yeah, Tim Sweeney, I, I can, I'm, I'm, as uh, Greg would say, I'm totally shaking now. Mm. <laughs> I'm shaking right now. You know, Greg from Twitter is so good. If you're not following Greg, you have to go to follow Greg. He's unbelievable. He's so funny. Nice. Nice. <laughs> all right guys um that was episode 21 we've droned on for two hours if you're still here we thank you so much thank you for listening to our uh, f- listeners um uh, we appreciate the time you do wherever you do it uh, listen to us and hopefully we bring you some great news this week and we'll try and do it next week as well have a good one bye mate. take care bye bye now <laughs>